Am I live? Yes. I am? What? Remember when Darth Vader said that? What? It's my favorite that line. That was so cool. What's that? Favorite line in Star Wars. What? Because it was then, because the one uh, spaceman flew through and then like shot the laser gun and then he hit the other space ship and then it crashed and then um, that one hillbilly uh, was uh, flying a spaceship and then he blew up a big spaceship that's my favorite scene though when he goes what and then the guy from six days seven nights is like you're all clear kid come on home Great movie. Great flick. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Popcorn flicks. I like a good popcorn flick. How about you? No, tonight. 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 We talk about late period Genesis. Now, that actually would be way too perfect for the likes of Dudio, who loves... Genesis, the later the better. He His favorite era of Genesis is when they tried it with another singer after Phil Collins. I think it, all stations. They called it with uh, Gary Sharon. He went from Van Halen to <laughs> Genesis. Honestly, I would be there for that. Yeah, no, of course you would. That's and that's a, that's an indictment on on uh, yourself and the the fine people of West Virginia. When Genesis would come through and they would play the the town and then cold everybody dome. would was sorry. They played the cold dome? When they played the cold dome and everybody would show up with their with their uh company bucks. Yeah. And or barter. You could barter to get into the cold Yeah, dome. you could you could barter, you could uh you could rake uh uh out like a few miles of dirt or or just bring up a couple pounds of coal. And traded at the door for the concert. Then you get there and you're like, Hey man, Phil Collins ain't in the group no more. It's a guy from, from Van Halen three is singing with them now. I don't know. He seems all right by me. Seems like a hard worker. I like him. And then they go, well, tonight, tonight, tonight. Oh. Hey man, you see that Genesis concert last night? <laughs> oh man, that was sweet. He's down in the mines talking about down last night. Yeah. We got to, uh, and then suddenly like the boss comes through on like a little coal cart. Yeah. Like in Indiana Jones. And then, uh, he's got a little zapper to keep everybody working. <laughs> keep down the Genesis talk. We gave you guys that concert. Now shut up. You're supposed to dig harder. We give you treats like Genesis without Phil Collins. <laughs> Great news. We got the, the drifters are coming through next week. No original members. <laughs> hey man, you going to that drifters concert? Yeah, man. 
That should be sweet. I heard Gary Sharon is in the band. <laughs> Gary Sharon's his, his agent. Yeah, we got a call. Uh, drifters want to know if you'll be. Here's the offers we got for you. Big Brother and the Holding Company. Need a singer. It's like, what? <laughs> Janice Joplin was their lead singer. Got Big Brother and Holding Company. Got the Drifters. And we got the Romantics. They're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to push myself. I'll take that Drifters gig. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the Romantics. I'm sure you thought that. So now it's the Romantics album. Uh, Romantics three or romantics calling all stations no tonight on the best show identify it identify now what does that mean identify it simple we've all had songs stuck in our head we've all had scenes from movies we can't place we've all had these moments where you're just like what is it and then you take it to the grave trying to remember what it is. No, not tonight. Best Show solves those mysteries and Pat, can you pot down that music? You can kill that music. Thank you. No, tonight we help you figure out what those songs are or what those movies are or TV shows are. You want to remember a scene from a thing with the uh, Karen Black and chased around by a little monster? It's Trilogy of Terror. But we would solve that for you. We'd solve that for you on the best show. And you call up with yours. And the number, 201. Three. What? What is it? 332. Three, three, four, eight, four. Eight, four. 201-332-3484. And that's the number to be a part of Identify It. And right now I says to you, it's time to start the best show. So let's start the best show, huh? I can play music now. That works. Let's try it.
What's up, everybody? How are you tonight? My name is Tom. I'm the host of the show, and you've heard me before, and you hear me again. I'm back, and I'm here another Tuesday. I've been doing this for a while, and I plan to keep doing it for a while. Thanks for listening. The phone number, 201-332-3484. That's the number if you want to call the best show and talk to us about that song or that movie or that TV show you can't place in your head. The, the collective intelligence of the audience will assist you. So let's get it going. What's going on tonight, everybody? We got... I'm here in Los Angeles, and it's fun here. Why? Because I gotta say, I kind of missed when, uh, I was a little bummed when things started to open up again. And a little bummed when restaurants were open for any sort of business or you could get something from a store. So I'm a little, I'm a little excited because now, uh, now it's, uh, it's time. We, uh, it's back to the good old days. Everything, uh, shut, the shut down. Got Brett, uh, the Brett from, uh, the Forever Dog Network, always kind enough to let us use the facilities in this abandoned, uh, studio. There's nobody here. It's his, Safe as can be because nobody's been in here for nine months. And, uh, thank you to Forever Dog. And we got Pat. Pat, how are you? Doing great. Oh, I love it. Pat this is, is my kind of guy. Is my kind of guy. This is a Jersey guy. This is a guy who he puts that, that he wears that, uh, that jeans. In front of an American flag, just like the, just like Bruce Springsteen. That's Jersey. You catch him. He's, you'll see Pat walk down the street. Sometimes he'll have a Yola Tango hat on, a Feely's jacket, a Frank Sinatra shirt. He'll have Dionne Warwick sweatpants. She's from New Jersey, right? I think so. Yeah. He'll have, uh, flip flops. For the one is for Whitney Houston, the other's for Queen Latifah. The other one's for Queen Latifah, and he's holding a boombox, and Skid Row are blasting out of it. He's as Jersey as it gets. You know, it's just like when you see uh, Dudio walking down the street, and he's got a. So is is uh, a cage with a canary in it. Jimmy Buffett, yeah, cage with canary in it, hoping to, uh, I'm typing in West, West Virginia artists, music, music, <laughs> West Virginia music hall of fame. I gotta see who's in this. I hope the West Virginia music hall of fame didn't go out of business with all the shutdowns. I think this would be the first to go. There's a picture of Patty Smith holding up a West Virginia music hall of fame t-shirt. She's from New Jersey. What's she doing? 
What, you have to stop and use a bathroom? In the place as they drove through on tour. Otherwise, I don't know why she would be, um, why she would be in it. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to check. So they do it every, it seems like they do it every other year. Well, it seems like they're taking a, like 2007 inductees. That should be the best crop. Oh, Bill Withers. That's a legend. The late great Bill Weather, Withers. That's, 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 that's exciting. Uh, Ann Magnuson. I did not know Ann Magnuson is from, uh, West Virginia. That's exciting. This, the, uh, from Bongwater, one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. And, and then they just say for other years, um, well, they actually have Jimmy Buffett in it. I guess that's, and it says here close enough. I don't even know how close it is. The Thompson twins are in it. They're not even American. The West Virginia music, unless they're just like putting people in it who, who, who will show up for the awards and then I'll show up. I'll say this right now. Things are a little tight in terms of people wanting to show up places because of COVID-19. I'll say this and I mean it. If you're running some kind of award thing and the difference between me getting an award or not is me showing up during a pandemic, I might show up. I might show up to get like a lifetime achievement award at something. Do I have to wear a mask? I hope I hope I can wear my mask at it. But I might consider either like a, a flesh-colored mask then with a mouth on it to just do it. But I will, I will, I know you're going to get a lot of people getting turned down left and right, I'm sure, for these award things now because because people don't want to uh, deal with uh, coronavirus, the risks of that. But I'm telling you right now, I'll roll the dice if it means I could get some awards, some uh, some statues or trophies. So if you're out there and you want to, somebody to, to, uh, to bestow an award upon, I will show up at it. I will brave coronavirus and show up at the award. What do you think about that? Would you do a commencement speech or something? Oh, else? I'll do everything. I'll do anything. I'll do anything you want. I'll show up. I'll do who's on first. I'll do skits. <laughs> I'll juggle. I'll tap dance. I'll, uh, do the old, uh, uh, the old, uh, uh, Harpo Marx Lucille Ball mirror thing where I'm in the mirror looking at someone else and we'll match each other's motions. I'll do all of it. As long as I leave with that sweet, sweet statuette. So forward all requests, uh, via Twitter, please. Uh, at Sharpling. Now I was excited to hear last, last, uh, we heard, last we heard was that, um, was that the, uh, the boxing match of the, of the century where it was, uh, former, a former New York Knicks, uh, slam dunk champion, Nate Robinson had a boxing match against, uh, against, uh, What's his, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jake Paul. So, uh, 
Yeah, so Jake Paul uh, won. It was horrifying. And what did I predict on that? What did I predict? I predicted that this would be a good thing because it would make Jake Paul and or maybe his brother get a little uh a little cocky. They think they can fight anyone. So now, lo and behold, my prediction was was correct. Logan Paul, and this sounds first of all, this sounds like a crock. This sounds like a marketing thing that's not going to be real. Um, but it has been announced that Logan Paul will box uh, Floyd Mayweather, only one of the greatest boxers in history. And Logan Paul is famous for filming the uh, dead bodies in a in a forest in Japan for his YouTube content. Um, so this is exciting. In February, they're supposed to uh, box. And all I'm going to say is this is like, uh, I would say you probably want to get a seat. If you if you want to catch Logan Paul's head when it flies off his shoulders, um, it should probably be about 12 rows back. Like front row, it's going to go, It's gonna, if you're ringside, it's going to go right over your head. You're not going to catch it. You need to be back a little bit if you if you want to stand a chance to uh, take home a little souvenir, the head of Logan Paul, as it gets launched off of his shoulders when Floyd Mayweather punches it. Yeah. Could you imagine? These, this is... Logan Paul, Jake Paul. This is, if this is, if this is what we've been building to the whole, I wonder if Floyd Mayweather would consider fighting both of them at the same time. That'd be exciting. Have them fight both. Get Gronk in there. What if Gronk, what if he fights both Paul brothers and then if he beats both Paul brothers, Gronk gets up and he boxes Gronk? That'd be exciting. Pat, we got any calls? Tons. Full phone. Yeah, full phone, full phone. People want to get in on identify it. Give me a good one, please. And the way this is going to work, if you got something, a clip or a song or a movie or something you can't remember where you heard it from, you call up and we'll help you place it. Hello, Best Show. Hey, Tom. This is Shane in Alaska. Shane in Alaska. Yes, sir. Shane, I got to say to you, do, do people say this? People must say this to you all the time, and I'm going to say it again. It's so cold in Alaska, right? They do say that, yeah. Do you know what song it that is. is? I do not, but I've heard that. Speaking of identify it, I'm going to give that's your homework for the night. You have to identify okay. a song that has it's so cold in Alaska. I got my homework. You got your homework. So what, what's going on, chief? You got something for me? 
I do. Um, so this has been bothering me going on maybe 25 years. Um, and it's just something that pops into my head every now, What are you doing? Weeks. Before you get into this, what are you doing out there in Alaska? Uh, I'm not from here. I'm in the military here, so it's a temporary temporary home. Okay. So you bet you're you've that's where you were that's where you were state that's where you're stationed. Currently, yes. Yep, a couple okay. years here and then a couple years. Well, how long do you, how much longer do you think you'll be spending in Alaska? I have 4 months left and then I'm back to uh back to reality in the lower 48. I've been here 4 years. Where do you think you're going to where do you think you're going to go when you get back? Where's home for you in the lower 48 as you call it? Home is Massachusetts, but I'm looking hopefully to the West Coast. Sure. I'm going to look for a little something to be the the opposite, the literal polar opposite, no pun intended, of where 100%. you currently are. Absolutely. Do people say to you, is it cold enough for you? Is it cold enough for you? Do you get that? You get those jokes a lot. Yeah. Now... What is the thing, uh, Shane, for 25 years it has been haunting you? What is it? So it's some sort of an orchestral-sounding song. Um, my memories are tied to watching a Muppet movie at the time, but I've since listened to every Muppet soundtrack, and it's not on any soundtrack. Um, I'm going to sing it for you, if that's all right. Sure. And I don't, I don't have an interest in listening to this song. I don't want to put it on a playlist. I don't want... It's not something I think I'd enjoy listening to, but it just haunts me. All right. Um, so I'll, Let's I'll hear it. it for you. And just that, that's, uh, I just have that one section. 25 years, it's almost my theme. It just kind of comes into my head. And then I forget it, and then a couple weeks later, it comes back into my head. Bum, 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 and it's classical. It's like an orchestral piece. It's almost, I, I, why I think it's a, I was watching Muppet Treasure Island, I think at the time, and it just, it makes me think of a pirate ship just kind of riding the high seas, and, but yeah, it's, it's. So in your, in your memory, Shane, it's a part of a movie. It was a, it was a part of a movie, yes. I believe so. I have a, a, a recollection of watching a Muppet movie around that time period when this became attached to me, this song. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals because I don't smell them. And it's a classical type piece bump that goes, sing it, do it one more time, please. Okay. Well, you have presented it to the audience. Let's see if people tweet it. Use the hashtag. What is the hashtag? Identify it, Tom. 
Identify it, Tom. Use that hashtag, and Shane, you check, uh, you check on Twitter. We'll see if somebody comes up with it. We're going to try to, we're going to try to have a 100% success rate tonight. So you, you've started the challenge off, uh, off, uh, a pretty, pretty, uh, dramatically here. Okay. It'll be a huge relief for me. I really appreciate it. And I'm a big double threat fan too. So. Oh, well, you're uh, sweet to say that double threats show, uh, I do with Julie Klausner. It's the hit, the new show, the hit podcast of the year. Um, it's the best. And I want to say this. I know your Sarge is always riding your hump, right? Yeah. You tell them, they tell them you just mutter under your breath. You say, go pound walnuts, Sarge, right? I'm going to do that. You ever do that? No. No? I don't do that. Sarge giving you a hard time? (laughs) What's the, on a scale of one to ten, how unrealistic is my version of things to your reality? Um, I mean, there's some people you could want to tell to go pound walnuts, as you say, but uh, I guess it's a little more, it's a good culture right now. Good. Yeah. And what is your, what is your, uh, what is your specialty? Uh, Well, first of all, what, what, uh, what branch of the armed services are you in? I'm in the Coast Guard. Hmm. So you're out, uh, you're patrolling, you're doing a lot of patrolling? Yeah. Yep, search and rescue stuff like that. Now, do you guys take it part? Like, there was an episode of Workaholics that gave the Coast Guard the business. That it must was. have burned your britches, right? That was a that was a big deal to them. Um, I do remember that because I think they had agreed maybe to be involved. I, I don't remember the, the details specifically, but we don't get a lot of uh, publicity, so that probably wasn't a good look for them. Sure. Well, I'm going to say this: the best show loves the Coast Guard. How about that? Hey. Thanks, Tom. I love I that. I hate it. All the other branches can go uh, go kick rocks. I'm a Coast Guard man. I love it. Thanks, Tom. Wait, may, maybe I shouldn't have been too hard on the other ones. <laughs> All right, Shane. You have a great night, and keep checking that Twitter. Hey, thanks a lot, Tom. You too. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Give me uh, what, line five? I have the Marines on line three. Just kidding. Now stop. Hello, best show. Yo, what's up? Oh, I know who this is. Who? This is the guy. Let me guess. Uh, you're from Philadelphia. Yep. You're a rock star. Yep. You're friends with all sorts of other rock stars. Yep. It's Kurt Vile. What's up? How you doing, KV? Good. I can hear you better today. I can hear me better, too. Good. It's good to hear yourself better. Yeah. Um, dude, let me... Yeah. I'm, I'm nervous about this because me and Suzanne, you know my wife, Suzanne. Of we, course. Okay. You know in the, in the good old days when you would go and rent a movie from the Hollywood video or... Blockbuster or whatever. And on mm-hmm. South Street, I would always go to this TLA video and, and there'd be a wall. Like you wouldn't even have to know the title of the movie. You could just look at like, you know, like whatever the subject of the movie is. And there was like a Criterion Collections wall. Okay. I got sure, this movie. sure. I got this movie 
and it's like 60s or 70s movie, um, and the main actor, he looks like Andy Griffith, okay? And mm -hmm. it's, it's a cop movie. It's a cop movie, and like it's like they're all, it's kind of like a hit cop movie, and they're all sort of in those tan cop clothes. And the character that looks like Andy Griffith, he somehow, like, all the other cops turn on him, and he becomes a runaway, right? And and there's this epic, there's this hilarious scene where it's either one of the bad cops or just a, a neighbor overlooking, seeing some, like, illegal activity, and he's looking out the window eating a sandwich, and this, this hick lady is in the room, and, and she she's like, stupid, get out of my way. And at one point, like, he's chewing a sandwich over her leg, and he's like, Stupid! You stunk up my leg with the mayonnaise. <laughs> That's literally—it's been haunting me and Suzanne forever. Whatever and you cannot, yeah, you can't place this movie. We rented it, and it's like—I hope it's hard to describe that scene, but it's like it's like this this couple who obviously hates each other and hick, very hick-like, and he, he keeps bumping into her, and she's like, "Stupid!" Yeah, and then like it's just so unrealistic. But then he's, and he's like, shut up! <laughs> you know, he's looking out, and then he calls the cops or something, or he either calls his, 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 his own cop station, or he calls the cops. I know, it's very foggy. But that, I miss those days where you could rent a movie and, uh, totally forget what it was, because you don't have to search the internet for exactly what you want. And, uh, yeah, this is, I was, I was literally going to put awards like put this on my own site one day and say whoever's you know and figure so out you, the movie. So this movie this has haunted you for how many years? Literally since like two thousand and three or four, five. Wow. And so um, someone would be helping a rock star out. Yeah. It's very obscure, I know, but it drives me crazy. Well what did they, what were you somebody was on who is it? Pat, you were gonna say something? What's that? Were you going to say something? No. I thought I heard somebody starting to say something. No. I guess I was wrong. Everybody's muted. Things. Yeah. But the main Good. line to remember is, stupid stunk up my leg with the mayonnaise. Stupid stunk up my leg with, with the mayonnaise. <laughs> well, now the challenge is out. There's going to be a lot of film people are going to go nuts, and they're going to... um. They're gonna, uh, they're gonna identify it for you. I think it's Criterion, or was in the in the in the mid, the early aughts at least. They could have kicked okay. it out by now. I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait to see people make you happy, KV. I I hope they do. Because uh, literally, you're just saving. It's like the literal subject that this is been driving me crazy, and I'm gonna mm -hmm. put it up on the site one day. If you don't, I'll be very impressed if somebody figures sure. it out. Sure. You sure it wasn't the Jello Man documentary? Yeah, that's when you when I first called and you're like, I think I know who this is. You're like, you live in Philadelphia, you're like, yep. And then I thought you were going to think it was Jello Man <laughs> because we do we do sort of do. Ever since I've been back here, stuck here in Philly, my Delaware mm -hmm. County accent really comes out. I'm like, yo, like it it just comes out. Just, just let it go. I just sound very Delaware County at this point. Another. Unfortunate side effect of the quarantine and the pandemic. The, yeah, this is actually the number one. 
<laughs> for for you, your <laughs> your Philly accent is coming back to life. Yeah, it's alive. Yeah, yeah, it's alive, and it's gonna next record. People are gonna be like, it's gonna be like your next record is gonna be like uh, uh like on uh, Nashville skyline. You call Philadelphia skyline. You'll just have a you'll like your voice will be different the way Dylan's was different yeah, on that you one. Know, like, <laughs> like country People pie, are, you know that country pie song. He's like, raspberry, snozzberry, lemon and lime. What do I care? Blueberry, cherry, apple, pumpkin and plum. Call me for dinner, honey. I'll be there. Except I'll do like all like hoagies. I'll be like, lettuce, tomato, salami and cheese. <laughs> what do I care? <laughs> Mayonnaise, oh, oil and vinegar, oregano. Call me for lunch, baby. I'm coming home. Yeah, uh, hoagie pie. Me yeah. oh my, I love that hoagie pie. <laughs> now that's yeah, on, like, that, that was actually one of the songs that Universal was just like, when, when Dylan sold the songs yesterday, they're like, yeah, you can keep that one. Yeah. They're like, we paid, we paid 300 million for the thing, but yeah, you, you can have country pie. Strangely enough, it is my favorite song on there, but it is funny in that solo. It's just like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, it's just so funny. I still think it must have been the funniest day ever, the weirdest day ever, when suddenly he started singing like that in the studio and they're just like yesterday. Wait. What's what's he doing in there? When suddenly he's just like he's like, All right, let's do uh it's like, all right, lay, lady, lay, take one. And it's like, yeah. and suddenly he steps up to the bank and goes, lay, lady, lay, lay across my big brass bed. And they're just like, what is he doing? It doesn't yeah. sound like Bob Dylan. It's like, yeah, it's like one, two, three, four. Just like old saxophone Joe. <laughs> and he gets a hog head up on his nose. Oh, me, oh, my. So that country pie. I won't throw yeah. it up in anybody's face. That is the funniest thing. And they're just like, they just like call, they call the label and just be like, I think we got a situation here. Uh, yeah. Bob's singing really weird now. No, I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. He's like, yeah. And like he, he shows up in the control room. He's also talking like he's like, all right, boys, I'm just going to lay down a couple of numbers. <laughs> yeah, his voice. One, now two, three, yeah. Now <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I once had better in the palm of my hand. She said she would always stay. But I was a fool. <laughs> but I was cruel. I treated her like a fool. One thing for certain, you will surely be hurting. What if he was like, what if he's like, I want to re-record some of the other songs too. And then suddenly he's like, like, they're like, Oh no. And suddenly he's like, uh, once upon a time, you looked so fine. You threw the bums a dime in your prime. Didn't you? Yes, just like a woman. Just like a woman. Well, he kind of did do that. <laughs> actually, he actually did, yeah. Um, oh, my good. Well, well, KV, we're going to see if we can place this for you and make you and Suzanne happy. 
Yeah, we've been going nuts for years, so thanks a lot. And I'll catch All right, you. buddy. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Love you. Peace. Bye. This is my guy, KV. All right, give me. Well, you got. What do you got? Line. Yeah, lines of full. Pat, give me line three, please. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. Sorry. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Who's this? Who's this? This is Kyle in Chicago. Kyle in Chicago. What's up, Kyle? Dude, I have this real bugger of a track. Um, and it's been sticking with me. I heard it on the radio, and then about a year later, I heard it on uh, a passing van's radio. And I rushed out of my house. It was, of course, during COVID. I grabbed my mask, rushed out into the street <clears throat> to find this song, and then the van's gone. But I I, I know... What, what, what did you hear? A passing van played a song. Right. So here, hold on. Let me. Can I get? Can I get on speaker or on my headphones here? Sure. All right. So here, the song was in my head for a year, and it's a complicated song because you can't search it because it's just like do's and doots. You know, like so it's impossible to search, right? Well, let's hear it. Okay. So it's um. It's something like the way I feel, and it's like Motown adjacent. It's not the Jackson Five. I've I've asked like so many people. I've I've I've, I've done this, um, but it's it's a. And at some point, it's either like the way I feel, or like going into it, like the way I feel. So, yeah. All right. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. What to type of what type of song? What 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 genre is it? Well, I think it's like I think it's Motown adjacent or like like I don't know. It's, like did it young... did it seem like it was from the '60s or like a yeah, Motown see, exactly. styled song that could be more contemporary? No, it, it's it's on a. It, it, I, I'm pretty sure the first time I heard it, it was on a station that is like you know like. The 60s, uh, the 70s, and today, you know, like, so it was probably from the 60s. Um, mm-hmm. but can I, can I, can I just tell you the van story real quick? Because, like, it's, it, you better not, this better not be, you better not be E-Sigs guy. Oh man, I am not, I am not. <laughs> you better not be. I'm not. Uh, here's, here's, here's the story though. So, I'm like, you know, I'm a year, I'm a year, like after hearing this, you know, it's hot. I, 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 the first people are saying you're the e-cigs guy. Yeah, I bet they are. And, and I'm, I guarantee you my, my three one nine address, everybody from Iowa is going to be honored to, to, to think I'm even in the conversation with e-cigs guy. And for people, let me just say, for people who don't know, E6 guy is this creep who calls me and then pranks me and then says he's got E6, he strings along a good conversation and I fall for it. And then he goes, uh, then he goes, yeah, I got E6 for legs and hangs up and makes me look like a, like a, a buffoon, like a buffona. Um, I'm wearing a double threat shirt right now. <laughs> I was going to ask you, how's Brat? Brat? 
Uh, I'm How's not going to you. Brant's How's fine. Brant? I love, yeah, Brant. Brant, how are you? You want to say hi to this guy? I got a Brant, a Brett head. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> oh, I love that Brett voice. He slides in like all. <laughs> I'm fine. I was, uh, I was on edibles at a state fair. I'm Brant, <laughs> right? <laughs> don't you, I'll tell you, don't you, don't you turn him into a clown. Him. He's not a clown. I'm, is he like a clown ha-ha or a clown? <laughs> All right, take it, take it easy, Chief. You're on thin ice. You're on thin ice. You're on um, uh, thin ice uh, a few different ways. The ice is just cracking around you. So what? Can, uh, I, uh, can I just, I'll just tell this short thing and then move on. What is it again? And then maybe at the beginning or the end, the way I feel, right? Like, the way I feel. And it's not the Jackson 5, because so many people are like, oh, it's Jackson 5. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, I know it's not. You know, like. Ah. All right. Well, we'll see if people can figure it out. Can I just tell the, the little haunting story, though? And I'm not going to eat six you or anything, but here, here's the story. It's like, I got that song caught in my head, right? And then a year later, I was just outside my apartment looking at some writing, and this van is driving by, and I hear it. I hear the, and I I run into my house. I grab a mask. I run out into the street, and I'm, like, totally okay with getting COVID at this point. I just need to find out, like, what radio station is it, right? Like, what what is it? And then I, I get outside, and the van's gone. And it was like, that was like four months ago at this point, you know? So it's, I do want to put it on a playlist. So unlike, you know, the, the other listener who was like, I don't want to know it to put it on a playlist. I I would like to put it on a playlist and listen to it, you know, a lot. (laughs) All right. Well, look, we will see if people can figure it out. Well, I appreciate it. This was I was I was I was very excited about the topic. Well, I tell you, if you turn out to be this E six guy, I'm gonna flip. And you're probably making the bleeping song up to boot. You probably made it up. <clears throat> yeah, like 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 a like a, like a four month conspiracy where I'm just like I'm, I'm I don't know these like I don't know dudes. I'm writing I don't know what dudes. you're up to these dudes and boots. I'm thinking like what's gonna get Tom. What's gonna get Tom like? <laughs> Somebody, somebody's saying, is it the end of a Tony 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 song? Is it you know the hit feels good? It feels good, you know that song. Yeah, it's not that. It's not. It's how do you know it's, it's not what, what, that? You know that song? Yeah, well, I, and also I feel like that. What's that? Like eighty four or something? No, like eighty four. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Where I, from. Well, I think it's later than, than where, like, the tone of my song is, like, Motown, Jackson 5 adjacent, and it's, and people have told me, like, I have a playlist of, like, songs that people think it is, like, a bunch of <laughs> bartenders around Chicago are like, oh, it's this song, and they make me go into the bathroom and listen to their fucking phone, and I'm just like, no. Hey, watch that's your that's mouth, that's you, you, oh, sorry, sorry, you sorry, sorry, nightmare. Oh, sorry. And, like. Flush this clown. He's bugging me. All right.
toilet mouth. Quarantine's making monsters of all of us. Turn that guy into a toilet mouth. KV's Philly accent's coming back. It's a sick time. Got any calls, Pat? Line five. Line five. Best show. Hello, best show. Hi, uh, is this Tom Sharpling? Slickman, what is it? Sharpling. Sharpling, I'm sorry. I'm going to go to Mike's Keister for this this penmanship. Sorry about that. Hey, Tom, this is Todd McDaniels over at McMuffler Mania. Just wanted to say it was great to see you over here on Muffler Row last week, and I'm just calling to see if you're fully stoked on that new muffler we slapped on your sled. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, uh, this is not exactly a call I expected at this time of night. Uh, I got to uh, be honest, um, but yeah, okay, yeah, I, I'm I'm satisfied. That's great. That's great. So I, I just need to do a little follow-up here. Need to answer just, just a couple questions, all right? Um, sure, sure. On a, on a scale of 1 to 14, with 1 signifying unmitigated epic fail and 14 signifying I was today's I was today years old when I first felt as good about muffler repair, how would you rate the quality of the work you received at McMuffler Mania? Oh, um, yeah, the, the work was good. Um, I'd give it a, a 14, I guess, you know, my wow. car sounds just like it did, you know, when I got it way back in 2009 from Gene Simmons, Toyota. That's great. That's wonderful. That's what we want to hear. Um, all right. Uh, second one on a, on a scale of one to 14 with one signifying unmitigated epic fail and 14 signifying I was today years old when I first felt this good about muffler repair. How would you rate the overall cleanliness of our McMuffler mania? Um, yeah, it was, it was very clean. Very, it was very clean. There was, you had plenty of hand sanitizer. There were breath mints all over the place. I think I even saw like a kitty litter box that was, uh, there, I guess, in case somebody brought their cat in. Yeah, you know, it does happen. It's, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, we like to, uh, make everyone feel welcome. And that's, that's great that you had a good experience there. Okay. Um, on a scale of one to 14 with one signifying unmitigated epic fail yeah. and 14 signifying I was today, years old when I first felt this good about muffler repair. How would you rate the magazine selection in the McMuffler Mania waiting room? Um, hey, what was your name again? Todd. Todd. <clears throat> Todd, I just got to say, this is, you know, when I was there, you guys asked me, it was like an insane list of things. It was so so long and it was like probably like 80 questions 80 it was like 82 questions or whatever yeah, before you yeah, didn't even give me my car keys 
And well, can I also just ask what? Why, why is it one through fourteen, not like one through five, like every other, every other survey I've ever taken? I don't know. I guess that that's just how 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 they did it at the home office. I mean, it's it, it kind of you know opens up the whole the whole. Uh, you know, uh, answer process. You know, one to five is is very that's that's very tight. It's a tight, it's a tight little uh, area of, of numerals. But one to fourteen, that's a that's a wide berth, if you ask me. One through fourteen is a wide berth. I think so. Yeah, sure. I know it's but, a very so not the the width of the berth is not the concern. I would. I don't think one through five is so wildly limited that you're just like you can't figure out a way to express exactly how you felt about the cleanliness of the 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 waiting room. I, I feel like I could sum that up either in a one through five. Not. A, I don't need no, I fourteen. Don't, I don't know. That's a that's a tight berth, if you ask me. I think we need the one to fourteen, and I I'm going to recommend we stick with it. But. You know, your response to the questionnaire is exactly why I'm calling. Um, you only gave me a 5 out of 14 in terms of your overall McMuffler Mania experience, and I, I'm racking my head to figure out why, and I think, I think maybe it's because I wasn't wearing my kilt that day. You know, they, they only give us one each, and mine was flagrantly stained with oil that day, hence the plaid shorts I was wearing. Mm-hmm. The kilt... Is not the reason why I didn't do fourteen. I only did five out of fourteen for for uh, when it when it came to to the overall experience. And I would say okay. it's because I felt like I was it, it was it, it was it was just it was just a general uncomfortable feel in the air being there, like almost like I was being watched the entire time. Oh, you were. Wait, hold on. What? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like like any business, we have a whole slew of security cameras positioned all, all around the premises. But I'll tell you, uh, unlike those other lame businesses, every year we put together an elaborate video comp of our dumbest customers. It's really funny stuff. And, and you've pretty much been the star of the last seven. What? Yeah. The, la- the last seven what? Years. So you're putting together video comps and what you said it was the dumbest customers? Yeah. yeah. And I, you're, these are like private comps and, and you're not telling the people on them? Oh, don't worry. They're not private. Anyone can watch them over at the McMuffler Mania YouTube page. <laughs> but don't worry. We don't use your name. We just credit you as the creature in the black Fred Perry shirt. Uh huh. Well, I mean, I haven't worn a bunch of a whole lot of black Fred Perry shirts in a bit, but I haven't plenty. So sure, okay. But we can that fix in, that in post on the on the on this new one. You can fix it in post. Oh yeah, yeah. You're gonna like comp in a new shirt on me? Abs- absolutely, yeah. Uh huh. Well, this is this is just. This is horrifying, Todd. Well, well, 
it's interesting. We actually get a ton of fan mail for you at the shop. Kids just write the creature on the envelope, and somehow they find their way here. You know, it's, it's a real tribute to the, the diligence of, of the U.S. Postal Service, if you ask me. Uh-huh. Okay, great. The diligence. Yeah, let's <clears throat> hold on. I'm going to this YouTube channel. Um, okay, oh, you so don't this... need to do that. No, no, no. I got, I need to. Seriously, you really don't. No, no, here, let me, I just want to see if you said I'm on this thing and. Oh my God. Well, now I'm worried you're going to, you're not going to take it in the spirit of it. No, 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 I'm not, I'm, I'm taking this. It's footage of me sitting in the waiting room. And it's cut together. Oh, me playing air guitar. You it's, really it's, go I, for it too. It's, it's pretty cool. Well, Highway to Hell came on, and I always have to kind of air it up when that's on. Wait, it did? That's not good. This is a Christian enterprise. Oh, no. Well, it was on the whatever mix or whatever was on. Now I'm doing some pop and lock, and that was okay. Cause I that also you're do not that as stuff. good at. Well, uh, Highway to Hell, I always try to go from air guitar to some break dancing. Sure, um, I, can, I can see that. I can see yeah, that. I just it's it, it's one of those songs. Like it just has like a good, like as you're. I'm thinking of it. I'm almost started to do it in the thing. But look, this is horrifying. And now here's me. Oh, uh, I'm holding up the the coffee pot and I'm pretending. Oh, this is so embarrassing. This is our favorite. This is our favorite. It's me. I would do a thing when I was a. I always wanted to be, I worked at a diner when I was a teenager, but they wouldn't let me like pour coffee for customers behind the counter. And I always kind of wanted to. And then it's me pretending I'm a waiter at a diner behind the counter and I'm pouring like invisible cups of coffee. That sucks. And now I'm juggling. Okay. Oh my God. I can't even forget. I'm not doing the. Is this the Macarena? I'm doing. How old is this thing? It's, oh, this it, is. It's maybe. It's like five years, but like the Macarena was way over five years ago. So we 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 couldn't believe it when we when we saw it. Mm-hmm. We loved it. We thought, God, what is what is uh, with this cat? He's, he's genius. Yeah. And now I'm throwing up an invisible pizza in the air as if I'm making pizza. It's another thing. I worked at a pizzeria when I was a teenager, and I was wished I got a chance to make the pizza and they wouldn't let me. So I kind of sometimes pretend I'm making pizza. Right. You make it look really easy. They say it's very hard, but you, mm-hmm. you really fling that thing. And it, it, as far as I can tell, it never lifts. And now the one I'm watching, I wait, it went up and now I'm waiting for it to come down. I'm like looking, uh, I'm pointing my, like craning my head up, waiting for the pizza to come down from the sky. This is embarrassing. It's almost like a, it, 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 it's like a, la- a a lost scene from Hardly Working or something. Yeah, that for uh, the Hardly Working's this uh, late period Jerry Lewis movie where he's probably in his mid fifties and is uh he's got it's ironic that it's Hardly Working. He's close to like retirement age, and well, he can't he can't get a job. He's yeah. <laughs> You know what the best scene of that movie is, and it's the best scene of his career, right? What is it? It's the donut scene, remember? 
<laughs> All right. What is I'll, the donut? Just refresh my memory. It's, it's the greatest thing that's ever been filmed ever. All right. So he goes into the post office to get a job, and he, he like you said, he's probably in his fifties. He looks like he might be seventy at this point with jet black hair. It's great. Jet I love black it. hair. Like yeah, I love it. So he's in the post office. He's in the post office. And he's sitting in front of the, you know, the the postmaster's desk, and on the desk is this. This is the. This is one of the first incidents of, of product placement that I can recall. Blatant Dunkin' Donuts, dozen donuts on the desk, and he hasn't eaten that morning, so he's really hungry. Barnaby, that's the that's his character, and Barnaby. And, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a group from from New Jersey that actually wrote a song about it. It's called Barnaby Hardly Working, and they're called Skid Row. I didn't know Skid Row did that. I've yeah, heard that song. Yeah. See, yeah, okay, that's cool. What have you heard someone cover it? I thought that was a Yola Tango song. Who's he? He's a, a Hoboken rocker. Okay, like Frank Sinatra. Cool. Um, Kinda, yeah. So, it, so Barnaby's he's at his in his chair and he's waiting for this, the interview to start so he can get the job. And the the main post guy is wearing he's he's reading his paper and all the while Barnaby is just eyeing these donuts and he's just he's salivating and he starts running his finger around the corner of the box and all the while the guy is peeping behind his newspaper and he sees him doing it. And he starts to like make little inroads to touching the donuts because he's so starving. And then it goes on for a while. And then finally the guy says, do you want a donut? And Barnaby goes, where are they? <laughs> I think it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. It's maybe on earth. So that's like beyond movies. Yeah. Like a happenstance. Just the greatest, one of the greatest events. Of Earth. I, is this, I think is so. this I, late period Jerry Lewis movie? Just this scene. I mean, I think it goes, I think it goes Invention of the Wheel, uh, Anesthesia, uh, probably something else, and then this scene. Sure. Well, that, that obviously, uh, that obviously tracks, uh, well, look, you know. I, I think you, I think you need to relax and just chill out about these videos because people love them. They really do. It's really cool stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is not, this well, is a look, bummer. I did not expect any of this. I thought I was getting some muffler work done and now apparently I'm a YouTube, uh, boob. You say YouTube boob, I say influencer. And speaking of influencing, I'm going to cut to the chase here. I really would appreciate it if you would resubmit a new, more positive review where you give me straight 14s. And I don't know, maybe even say I saved you from choking on a Danish you jammed in your face or something. Absolutely not. Oh, please, come on. I'm so close. No. Please, if, if I just get one more per perfect report, I ascend to Grand Supreme Level 8 Keyholder status for the entire McMuffler Mania chain. 
What? Yeah, it's well. It, I mean, it, it's a very prestigious title, and you know, you get all the cool things with it. I get a, a, a neat headband. They give you a, a gold-plated oil can, and it's a. I think the, a check for at least sixty-five dollars. It's so cool. But the biggest perk of the of of attaining that level eight status. Hmm. I get to pick the music for the next. McMuffler Mania Corporate Retreat. It's super cool. The next McMuffler Mania Corporate Retreat, you pick the, the music? Yeah. The what, what does that mean? Who, who am I going to pick? Well, it's No, no, what does that even music. mean to pick the music? What is music played at the thing? I get to, yeah, I get to pick the band to play there. Oh, the band to play there, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. What, what are you thinking? Well, I, I know who I'm getting. It's pretty obvious. Um, I mean, there's only really one choice for a, a, a you know, like a party vibe, and that, that of course, is Gil Metzinger's Shine On Off featuring Mel Yoder. They're really good. I mean, these guys are so much better than the original Shine On Off. You think the other guys nailed the dip, 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 dips? These guys... Cremate the dip, 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 dip. It's so cool. They're, they really are the best. They don't wear any of the hokey outfits either. So it's you know it's guys in their late sixties wearing khakis. It's pretty cool. Gil, what is it? what is his name? Gil Metzinger. He was he was the fifth bass player. I mean, he wasn't even close to Woodstock, but he you know he was. I think he joined in. Gosh, I want to say eighty nine. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's a guy who joined Sean on eighty nine. His name is at the front of the line now. Yeah, but don't forget Mel Yoder. He's great. Okay. Well, that sounds like yeah. so. People just making sure with Sean on that it's Gil Metzinger's version with Mel Yoder. Yeah, because I think there's seven others out there floating around. Sure, a whole lot of yeah. It's probably a good thing cell phones didn't exist in the sixties, because I could you could picture people on like the New York Thruway stuck in traffic to get to Woodstock, and then they would hear they talk to their friend like, "What's going on there?" It's like, "Oh, there's some guys up here doing uh, at the hop," and they would just <laughs> turn around. Like Woodstock would have been half empty. Wait, that, 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 that's my, that's not even my parents' music. I don't know what that is. Dip to dip to dip. But I'll tell you, man, those dip to dips cut the way these guys do it. You're gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna blow people's heads, heads and faces okay. apart. It's gonna be great. Hey, speaking sure. of cool doo-wop. Yeah. Did not see you in New Bridgetown Square the other night when they showed that, that new Frank Zappa, uh, Flick that either Bill or Ted uh, directed on on the jumbotron. The, the whole the whole town was there. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Everybody came out for the the big uh, thing. I was not there. I watched it on on at home. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, like I said, people loved it, and and this was like people from nine to ninety, and you know. People were going nuts, and from what I hear, they're going to put 
a Frank Zappa statue in that square next year. And, and it's a, to honor why? Because they showed the movie? I guess so. And, and people just had such a strong, positive reaction to everything about him. You know, they, they just loved his attitude. He was very, uh, was very, very cordial and respectful of, it, of everybody. And from what I hear, this statue is going to be Frank Zappa conducting an orchestra with his baton in one hand while he taps his cigarette ash on Mozart's head with the other hand. That And guess what guess what the legend says at the bottom? What does it say? You're welcome. Uh, look, I, I did not attend this uh this uh public screening of the thing. Even I was not up even with masks on, I'm just not up for a public thing like that. It seems very shaky and uh kinda against the, the spirit of where we're at right now in terms of the pandemic. So, oh, it, it wasn't a Halloween thing. It, it was Halloween was, was like two months ago. What are you talking about? No, like masks the, for for COVID to kind of. I thought that was over. No, that's not over. Oh no! Well, I, well we couldn't have, have worn masks e- anyway because how could we eat our popcorn and drink our soda pop? Yeah, I guess that's the. That's the real conundrum, huh? I guess that you. Yep. The uh, I, I I Frank Zappa. The only th- idea I have for this, and God help me for pitching an idea to help put a Frank Zappa statue in downtown. Um, <clears throat> what if, no matter what side of the statue you're on. You're looking at his back. Like it always manages to like frustrate you somehow. Oh, I like it. But can you still tell that, that he's, he thinks he's better than you, even though if you can only see his back? That's true. Maybe once in a while, maybe either, maybe you get, most people get the back, but some people just see the condescending smirk that he has that on his face. Got it. Okay. I think that's a great idea because it's important that we see the smirk. Yeah. As he explains how he could, he could be writing hits, but he just chooses not to. Absolutely. No, I, I agree. Hey, speaking of, speaking of hits, um, everyone's got their favorite Zappa song. I'm going to guess what yours is. All right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. It's gotta. It's gotta be um, dental hygiene dilemma. It's up there. It's not the not the biggie right. though. Okay. Is it uh, electric Jemima? That's that's close. Top five. Not number uh, one though. Harder than harder than your husband. That's it. Yeah. You, I knew it. I knew it. I was going to say hot and putrid, but but I knew it. Wow. See, I I, I can I got I got a little bit of uh, what's it called? What's that called? The uh, the uh, not the vapors. What do they call it? Intuition. Sure, you've got a little bit of intuition with with Zappas. Like you can look at someone and figure what their favorite Zappa song is. A- absolutely. Like I I can go. I can just meet a, a whoever on the street, and I'll go. You know what? 
You look like... Let me see here. And then you're like looking them up and down, I'm assuming? Yeah, just, just getting a read. And I go, you are a hot coop man. And, I, and I'm easily right. Yeah. Sure. Uh, hey, look, look, I, I got to run soon. We're putting the final touches on, on uh, this year's comp. And I, I got to say, you really outdid yourself uh, on this on on. I can't believe you acted uh, out. I, don't, I can't I believe this. you did both John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John's parts while you sang an acapella version of "You're the One That I Want." Yeah, it's, it was pretty impressive, and I gotta say, it was the first time we've been both mortified for you and in awe of you. So that's, that's a pretty good accomplishment. Th- thank you. I guess. I guess I can thank you. Absolutely. And um, look, I really, really need you to resubmit that questionnaire with all 14. Capiche? No, Todd, I'm not doing it. Well, look, remember that McMuffler Mania app you installed here last week? Oh, yeah, I do remember the app. You, the, you mean the app that you forced me to install on my phone that's been burning through my my battery on my phone, my phone dies and like, it's like, it's like, it's, 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 it's like it's using seven times the, the power now. The battery oh life God. is thank awful. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say it made your phone explode when you stood near, not even a microwave, but a traditional oven. Wait, oh, that, that is, amazing. that's happening to people? I don't know, just to a few people. What do you mean by a few people? What's your definition of a few people? Well, what, what is that, Todd? 736 as of 10 minutes ago. Why? That their phones, why? Because the, their phones are exploding. That's terrible. Stay out of the kitchen. You don't need to be on your phone in the kitchen. You should be cooking or eating. Yeah, Sorry. you're right. It's their know. fault. It's their fault for bringing, for using their phone in their homes. Well, look, everything, every, like the, like that woman says to, to, uh, either Henry Winkler or, or Michael Keaton in, uh, Night Shift. Oh, you pay. It's like, yeah, you pay on, for everything. You know, there's a good and a bad side to everything. You could walk outside and get awarded the publisher's clearinghouse Check, or you could get hit by a kid on a mini bike. Right in the car. Or you could not make people install an app that could potentially make their phone explode. Look, if you don't change my rating to a 14, that app is going to upload your most embarrassing photo in your phone, not only to your Instagram, but to the Instagrams of all the people you follow. And I bet you follow a lot of FPs, a lot of celebs, right? Yeah, a couple. Yeah. Well, look, I've seen the picture in question, and let's just say I'd be mortified if I was you. The, a photo that's on my phone? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I don't know what. I think you, I, yes. I think you know what it is. I don't know. 
No, well, you'll find uh, out. You'll find out. Hey, 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 speaking of, of uh, uh, stuff, um, when we were rifling through your car for change, we found a bunch of issues of Progressive Rock Digest magazine, and I just want to say that we think it's super cool that you write for it under the pen name Wake Rickman. It's very clever. You figured that out? Yes. I, I know rock music. Yeah, I mean, I, I did. I do it because I don't want to take attention away from the. Uh, I don't want to take attention. I want the 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 articles to stand on their own. I think that's. I think that that's very smart. Although I, I will, I will say I think we probably differ on our appreciation of of Prague. Um, my my landlord says that Prague is for eggheads who um, honestly don't know how to bring the thunder in the boudoir. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I, I look. I, uh, I think the music is for everybody, and I don't think it's some. You can't make a, a judgment like that. I can see that. I can see that. But uh, hey, you know, speaking of music, I have something for tonight's topic. Oh, ident- the identify it thing we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the song I, I've heard. So many times, I, I don't know what it is, and, and it's okay. It, um, it it's 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 heavy, and it sounds like you know, there's some like weird processing happening. And, okay. and the singer, he sounds like a big robot, and he goes, <clears throat> "I am Iron Face." What and there's a, it's like hard rock. Yes. And he says, I, I am Iron Face. Yes, yeah. Uh, do you, would you know the riff by any chance if I, if I, I think I might have a, a feeling of what this might be? Well, honestly, it's really scary, so I always turn it off at that point. So I, I, I assume it's like hard rock. Yeah, it is, it is. I, I, but you don't know the riff. You just shut it off as soon as he says, I am Iron Face. I do, yeah, because it sounds like mm-hmm. he's throwing up at first. It goes like, Bleh! and then I am Iron Face. Yeah, it's it's Iron Man is the name of the song by Black Sabbath. Ooh. It's a huge hit. I don't think so. Black, it's not, no, it's not Black Sabbath. Sure is. Is it? Yes. Oh wait, I'm I'm thinking of Black Francis, who I guess is more of a person than a band, right? Yes, he's the singer for the Pixies. Okay, well, irregardless, my landlord says it's I am Iron Face, and he's been to a ton of big concerts, sometimes even on the floor. So he no. Okay, all right. Well, it's Iron Man. Well, but. I guess we could argue argue about that all. All night, but uh, you know, I know they played uh, Black Sabbath played played Madison Square Garden a lot, and and um, you know, my landlord says that you're not a real rock star until you play the garden. So they're rock stars. <clears throat> okay, that's that's uh, your your landlord says that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I can I ask you what the deal with your landlord is? You seem to well, keep I, mentioning I your landlord. I, I, I don't like that tone uh, 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 when you're talking about my landlord because you should respect my landlord. 
because he was in a pretty big rock band back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, so well, tell me more about your landlord. Well, he was in a very big rock band. Can you tell us what band your landlord was in? They were and are called Aerosmith. Your landlord was in Aerosmith. Yes, yeah, and uh, okay. Truthfully, he, he wasn't one of the originals. His his name is Rick Dufay, and he, he was in the band for about four years. But it was that period where Joe Perry and Brad Whitford were out of the band. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's he he has very fond memories of of being in the band, even though it, it was Aerosmith's lowest point in terms of you know creativity and commercial success, but. He's got great stories, and he, he he said the guys really loved each other, but you're like this. There was this one weird thing about their bassist, uh, Tom Hamilton, that, that really kind of bugged everybody else in the band. Uh-huh. What well, is it? The guys really respected Tom, because he, he's the guy that came up with that, that bass intro for, um, what's it, Sweet Emotion? You know, whatever that is. Sure. You know, so that, that's a that's a big part of that song. So whenever he'd come in and say, "I, I have a, a a a new idea for a song," the guys would get excited. So, but, but from what my landlord says, from draw the line on, Tom would always bring in the same song for each record, and but pretend he hadn't brought it in before, and and he'd start singing the song, and then they'd realize. It was the same song they rejected for the last album and the album before that, et cetera. So he kept bringing in the same thing over and over and would act like he had a new idea. Exactly, exactly. And the song is pretty weird. Okay. What, um, what, what is it? Well, my, my landlord only sang it to me. I, I got to say I hate how you say my landlord it really well he's he's a big part of my life tom okay go on with your land story about your landlord well now you're mad and i don't like it no i'm not mad i just uh it's a it's it's just odd to be honest okay it's odd speaking speaking of odd the song in question is called the popcorn bowls the popcorn bowls. Yes, and from the way my landlord described it, oh, it, I, it cuts <laughs> through me. It cuts through me, Todd. I don't get it. I don't know, but from the way my landlord described it, oh, it can't, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll stop. It just—it's like you're talking about like some god. Never mind. Well, Tell me the way your landlord talks me? about. It. No, no, okay. no. The way your landlord uh, talks about it. He, he says it's kind of like a forerunner of that that um, that song Christmas shoes. Do you remember that song? <laughs> yes. Uh huh. It's kind of in that bland, ultra schmaltzy kind of uh, vaguely like almost country kind of song, but it's not country. It's just like. It's almost music for people who don't think they like music or don't know that they like music. Sure. All right. So, as I said before, he only sang it to me once, but it's been burned into my mind, all right? And 
I'll sing it for you if you'd like, just the first, the first little verse. Okay, please do. It was like, Grandma loved her grandkids, but she was from a different world, a world of model teas and doilies and the comedy of Milton Berle. When us kids would go to her house, she always wore a nice blouse. She didn't get our jokes, but she was a wonderful host, always quick with a warm popcorn bowl. I still miss those popcorn bowls, popcorn bowls, popcorn bowls. Dear Grandma's ever-loving popcorn bowls. And the rest of the song is six more minutes. About your about his grandmother and the popcorn bowls. Yes, and there's this whole scene where where the grandmother gets kidnapped. Nothing weird happens, but it, it she gets it, it involves like a, a an ocean journey. It's really crazy stuff, Tom. And then every, at the at the end of every verse, it comes back to his fondness for the popcorn bowls. And now this was supposed to be potentially a song for Aerosmith. Uh, could it potentially been on uh, Night in the Ruts? So it would have just been like you'd be listening to an Aerosmith record, and it would be like, like back in the saddle again, and then yep. popcorn bowls would be the next song. Popcorn bowls, yeah, yeah. And I guess he wanted to sing it too, so it, okay. it like. I, yeah, he, it would be, it would be crazy. But my landlord still keeps in touch with Joey Kramer, the drummer. And every time Aerosmith starts a new record in the studio, Joey texts my landlord with day one, dot, 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 the countdown begins, dot, dot, dot. And then without fail, maybe in the next two weeks or so, uh huh, the te- the text comes in. Houston, the popcorn bowls have landed. Oh, so it's crazy? just a it's a it's an endless it was an endless joke. He's still doing it apparently. Still, he's still doing it. They're uh, so they're on their they're basically on their last legs as a band yeah. now. Yeah, and he's still pushing popcorn bowls. As far as I know, he wanted to bluesify it for honking on Bobo. A bluesy version of a song about grandma's popcorn bowls. Yeah. Well, this, popcorn this is bowls. Yeah. harmonica. Yeah. Sure. Popcorn bowls. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a that's a that's a look behind the curtain, huh? Very much. Very much. Oh no. Oh my God. What? What what's going on? Oh my god! What's wrong? Oh my god! My my coworker Morty he just sent me a, a this oh no this link to a YouTube page. It's called the Further Adventures. I can't say the word. My dip s hit tenant. The Further Adventures of my dip s hit tenant. Sure, sure, gotcha. Oh my okay. god! What is it? It's just video. It's video after video of me doing things that. Seemed normal at the time, but now I can see, seem very, very weird. Tom, my landlord has been filming me this whole time. Uh-huh, well, I could just pull oh it up. God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. This is you? 
my God. Oh, my God, please, please don't describe in great detail to your listening audience what you see in these videos. Please. Oh, no, no, but it's a, it's a tribute to you or whatever you said. It's like, yeah. Uh, okay, here here you are. It looks like you're... No, no. Like you got a little blanket fort going in your... And you're trapped in it. It looks like you don't know how to get out of the blanket fort. I, cu- I couldn't get out. Oh. <laughs> it looks like you're scared. I am. Uh, now you're now you got a, a couch cushion on the ground, and you're you're kind of bounding around the living room like you're on a little dirt bike. Oh no! Is that what that is? Rooms? Can you hear my rooms? I can see your. I can see you making the vrooms. I can't hear it. Oh no! Okay, now My you're. My is trashed. Now you're in workout clothes, and you're. <gasps> all right, you're getting down to do a push-up. It looks like. Uh, and you just you you did <laughs> you didn't Stop even when? finish one. You're on the ground. Oh my god! You're not moving. It looks like you're actually like unconscious. I was unconscious for at least six minutes. All right, now looks like you're hosting. Is are you pretending to host some kind of talk show or something? No, I'm the couch guest. You're a couch. Okay, you're. Yeah, that's what it is. It looks like clearly. And okay, this is this is creepy. It's like you're. This is like this is like some king of comedy stuff here. It's like you're talking to Johnny or whoever like whatever the host is of the talk show. And you're you're just mugging and you're doing fake laughing and you're as if you're having a conversation with nobody. Oh no. <laughs> Can you tell that I'm I'm doing like a, a pretend snake, like like I Jack, what's his name is there, and I put a snake around me. Yeah, no, it looks like the animal segment is on and you're you just jumped up on the chair. Yes, as, I thought it was funny. As if you were scared of an animal that was brought out on the talk show. Oh man. Oh it stop, please. No, I, I you look. Now you're Wait, what is this? I just saw this. I don't even know what I need. It's just saw. I need to watch this one. You slipped on a banana peel and you landed in a pie. Like a, like a banana whipped cream, banana cream pie. I don't know. It it looks like. What are the odds? I made a banana cream pie and I dropped a peel on the floor and then I slipped on it. I went face first into the pie. Yeah, this is this is. Oh, look, you're doing the same thing I was doing, pouring the coffee. <laughs> it looks That's literally what I did. <laughs> and you humiliated me. You did it. it looked oh, funny man. when I did it, but I guess it's cool when you did it. I thought it was, but now I'm feeling, oh, man. Yeah, and now you're doing the same thing with the pizza. Oh, you threw a pizza, but now you just started shooting at it. You pulled, like, an invisible gun out as if it's, like, a skeet shooting. Yeah, it's like a variation on what you did. Brought my own thing to the table. Yeah, it doesn't feel so good, huh? No, it doesn't. And you know what, Tom? What? What's that, Todd? 
it really feels like the the tables have have turned and uh, well, the cables have okay. turned. Is that what you said? Ca- yes, I've never heard that expression. The cables have turned. No, it's tables. That doesn't well, make sense. Okay, it's never mind. Okay. It's like the exploiter has become the exploited. Uh-huh. It really feels just like what what went around came around. And just a very apropos lesson to be learned on this, this very special day. A little lesson you learned? Todd? I think he played a little bit of instant karma. I think that was. You still, he's gone. Hmm? Okay. Wow. Yeah, the exploiter became the exploited. It happens. So we got these best show stickers now, these new stickers, these, uh, these amazing, uh, American flag USA, uh, stickers designed by Jeff Owens, Jeff T. Owens, my metal hand, our guy. One of the best, if not the best, in the biz. And what biz am I talking about? The art biz. This guy's top shelf. You check his stuff out. <clears throat> you want one? You you sign up over at uh, the Patreon. Patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you uh, get $5 or more uh, pledge level. You'll get a sticker. Sending them out. We're getting that together now. So, everybody, that's how the best show stays the best show and stays independent is we, uh, we ain't a part of no network. We ain't got no uh, ads on the show. We're doing it. We do it. You, the listeners help keep us going. So thank you for all that. I appreciate all of it. And, uh, patreon.com slash the best show. Pat, any calls? Full phones. Full phones. Give me line one, please. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the best show. To whom am I speaking? Hey, Tom, this is Dave in Woodside, Queens, although I'm upstate right now. All right. What's up, Dave? Uh, nothing much. I have one for the topic. Mm-hmm. What's going on? <laughs> Tell me more. How are you doing, Dave? Give me, give me, before you start getting into it, what's up with Dave? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm dealing with things. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have a little bit of an escape upstate, so I've been up here. Um, up in the mountains, getting some fresh air. Okay. And you are up in the mountains. You're hiding out. Hiding out, trying to ride the wave. Uh, fortunate enough to work remotely, so that's not an issue. Um, 
uh, enjoying the cold air, going hiking. Good. You're staying fresh. You're staying sharp, huh? Exactly. As sharp as I can be. Good. I love it. This is the Dave we all want. This is the Dave we want. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, you keep it going, Dave. So what do you got for me, buddy? All right. So for like three years now, I've had this song. It gets stuck in my head every morning. Uh, I'll be in the shower and it pops in. It's probably not a hard one. Um, it's some kind of like classic L.A. punk band, I think. Um, it's got a really snotty, annoying voice chiding the listener. And I don't remember the exact words, but he's just yelling these like verbs over and over, like, like burning, laughing, trying. Like before the song kicks oh, in, he's kind of like, a, "You're hitting a frequency. You hit a frequency with that. You made my uh, my my teeth rattle." <laughs> Sorry. So it's it's like it, does it seem like it's classic punk? Does it seem oh, like from the seventies? You think? Yeah, or, or the eighties. Like I feel like it, it. It almost sounds like Keith Morris in my head, but I tried to listen to every Circle Jerk song, and I don't think it's them. But it's something like that, like that kind of early eighties. Do, do it again, please. Burning, laughing, trying. And it's like the vocal, like... And you're like trying either. to find out what... You're trying to find out what it is so you can avoid it? <laughs> yeah, and I probably don't want to hear it once I know what it is. <laughs> Burning, laughing, <laughs> trying. Yikes. <laughs> and it's not that's not the actual song it's like either it, there's like a breakdown in the middle where he's like explaining why society is, is stupid or it's like in the beginning or something like that it's not like the actual song goes like that but it's now like, do you really feel like society <laughs> is stupid <laughs> no I don't feel that way but if I lived in I do. speech in 1981 <laughs> burning <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure this isn't uh this isn't uh uh one of those uh, jokes from the the uh what was that again? It was the uh, the uh, uh what was it? It was uh man. What's the name of the album again? You sure this isn't um, from I Wish I Was Bitter by Andy Kindler? <laughs> no. No, I don't think it's an Andy Kindler album. I okay. <laughs> It, I thought it was maybe even Operation Ivy, but I, then I listened to every Operation Ivy song, and it wasn't that. Burning, <laughs> laughing, trying, <laughs> mash channel. That'd be Andy Kellen. Bro, it's Andy Kellen. No. Yeah, it's so, not bad. <laughs> all right, well, so if people can place that, hit us up over at... Uh, Hit us up over on the Twitter or wherever and let us know. And the hashtag we've been using is... Identify it, Tom. Yeah. What do you think? I can't say that? You think I can't say my own hashtag? I do dramatic pauses, my friend. This is not the Dave. This is the, this is the, this is the Dave. This is Dave. This is one of the Dave I don't want. Stepping, stepping on my toes. My bad. All right. You, I'll allow it. Burning. Yikes, that's going to be stuck in my head all night. You're going to people <laughs> mad at you now. <laughs> just trying to pass the, the buck around. 
Yeah, exactly. It's it's like it's like uh, it follows. You're trying to just make <laughs> yeah. you leave somebody else haunted by the thing now. <laughs> Instead of a, a random person, it's Keith Morris walking walking at you from ten blocks away. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, Chief, we'll see if somebody can spot it. All right, thanks, Tom. <laughs> and you have a grand evening. You too. Now, Pat or Jason, do you have any of these? Are there any things you can't place? I do have one. I don't know if it's, if I've even said it on the show before. Does it go burning, laughing, trying? It doesn't, but that guy should listen to Keith's newer band, Off, because they sound like they're from the 80s, but they're not. Sure, that's true. I was looking up this guy's song, and it is the first time that Google has ever said to me, it looks like there aren't many great matches for your search. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever gotten that notification from Google. I did a search for off lyrics with the with that, but I didn't I didn't <clears> find anything. But now, yeah. Pat, what's your what's yours? What's yours that has haunted you that you haven't been able to place? And forgive me if I've mentioned this years ago. I don't know. I know we did this topic a, a while ago, and I may have talked about it then. I can't remember, but there was a, a movie that um I was staying with my aunt and uncle uh, in Long Beach Island. I was a kid, and they had a trailer, and it was a lot of fun at the end of the island. There was a video store down the street, and they had, you know, the regular movies of the time, and then they had kind of like independent weird movies of the time, and this was one of those. And it was called, I think, it was called Rosalie, and... It had a woman in the movie who kind of looked like Delta Burke a little bit of the time. And she was Rosalie. And I don't remember anything that happened in the movie, but I remember the theme song. I remember the, the, the <clears throat> there was a, like a, a theme at the end of the movie that played, I think the beginning as well, played when the credits rolled at the end. There was, a, there was like a, one of those tiny airplanes that they were riding away in it at the end. And you saw these beautiful, helicopter shots of the plane flying away over some cornfields or something and the song the closing theme would play and it went like this okay rosalie i close my eyes and you're all i see rosalie i i have never been able to find it uh there's nothing on imdb can't find anything about rosalie That's not it. No. So it's not Rose. It's not Thin Lizzy Rosalie. No, great song, great band. Not the movie Rosalie. This was like this had like a country twang to it. This had like steel, like pedal steel, like you know. Okay. So you want to know the song? I want to know what the movie is because the movie you, you can't okay. find this movie anywhere. It's not on IMDb. It was an independent movie. I knew that at the time. I knew that it was like a movie that wasn't in theaters, but it was shot well. Like it wasn't like it clearly had been in festivals or something because. It, and this isn't one of those weird Brent Daniels movies that he would do where it's like some. It's not like that, like a UCB person movie. No, no, it's on on television. No, this predates UCB. This would have been like ninety four, um, ninety five maybe. And you said Delta Burke is in it? No, it was like a Delta Burke-esque 
casting. A Delta Burke type. Yeah, a Delta uh, okay. Burke type in the lead for Rosalie. And, and that was the theme. It was like, Rosalie, I close my eyes and you're all I see. Okay. Well, the challenge has been thrown out. And it's, it's been. The, the, the pat, pat through the gauntlet, gauntlet down. Driven me nuts for years. Can't find it. Mm-hmm. Well, we will see. Why didn't they make a movie out of the song Rosalita, speaking of which, right? Wouldn't that be a good movie? It'd be a great movie. Right? You picture he's got his car as a dud and stuck in the mud somewhere in the swamps of Jersey. Now, when you listen to, like, a live Bruce Springsteen thing, Pat, you as Mr. New Jersey, I know when you hear, like, when he's like, Cause the record company, baby. And then he like messes with the thing. Gave me the big bucks. Do you get mad when he like changes? Like, cause he's like restless with the song. He changes the lyrics rather than say, gave me a big advance. They get you a little, do you feel it's, it's a lesser version of the song? No, I, I get mad when, you know, I go see him in concert and I'm like, I've heard this story. Like, if I'm like, mm-hmm. if, if he, if he's clearly on tour, and doing mm-hmm. the same stories the whole tour, mm-hmm. basically. Sure. You know, then it becomes it's like, oh, we're at his one man show right now. Like, like, because well, when you see him once and you think, oh, like this is this is special. He just came up with a story off the top of his head. Mm-hmm. I love those things. You know. Sure. And then you realize it's a well worn tale. Yes. Now somebody's saying on on Twitter that. This band Sun Punks have a song called Ashes to Amber. We're daring, dashing Sun Punks laughing, and we're live, burning, crashing. I don't know. Hmm. Can one of you research that song, please, and see if that sounds like it's that? And, someone- and now Dudio sent me a link to this, uh, to this, uh, uh, thing that let's see if this tracks for the one that the e-cigs guy I wonder if that's if that's what the guy was saying when he was trying to recount uh like a Motown style. He thought it was like from the sixties or seventies. But that could be that could be the same version. Do you think do you think that fits the bill for the for the one he was asking about? Feels like it to me. It sounds like it. It feels close. Like if you didn't know what that was, you could say maybe I mean, I don't know if I would say it's 70s Jackson 5. I might say it's the Jacksons. He also heard it from a passing van, right. according to him, which <laughs> it's not exactly, uh, it, it's not exactly an audiophile's, uh, a dream this thing playing from a passing van. No. He, so he masked up to hear it though. That's what made me think it was fake. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I still think that was E6. Yeah. Did it, did, 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 did. Um, and then we got the Kurt Vile one from the movie where it's like, hey, stupid, or whatever. What was it again? Hey, stupid, you got mayonnaise all over my leg or something like that. Some film, some film nerd will get that one. 
and this will go on. This does not have to be solved tonight. We will, we will, we will answer some of these next week when the, after people have heard the episode, uh, throughout the week and have, uh, have had a chance because, because there's uh, so many people don't hear the show live. They hear it as a, as a podcast at their convenience and they will be screaming at their, at their, their little, uh, iPhone during the week saying, I know what that is. So we will see. These are mysteries. These mysteries will be solved, but they might not be solved during the show. That ashes to amber thing doesn't check out. It doesn't sound anything like what he's describing. Okay. All it's right. not sun punks. Sorry, sun punks. Um, Jason, do you have one? Anything you can't uh, place? I I can pretty much place all of the the movies that like if I if I think about it and uh, it. I can pretty much identify things. The one thing that has always, I, I was really high at a party in Athens, Georgia, uh, you know, 20 this years ago. This guy's such a braggart. <laughs> Have you guys been to Athens? It's a great, it's a great place to visit. Uh, well, I was, I was there. I was, yeah. and I was kind of high, actually. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, you thought the, the high part was the bragging part? Oh, yeah. No, I thought you were bragging because you were, you you were a little high. Well, I was a little high. No, were you, um, were you listening to Wake of the Flood? No, no I was not. Guys, a Yola Tango <laughs> reference for everybody. Guys, someone on Twitter found the Rosalie thing like in in, in two seconds. Really? Yeah, I can't believe <laughs> my jaw just dropped. Hold on a sec. I'm gonna try to play this off my phone. Oh, there I see it. Bob Telson back to Rosalie. can't believe I remembered it that well. <laughs> so the movie was called Rosalie Goes Shopping. Rosalie Goes Shopping. 19, what is it? 89? This is crazy. But look at that. See, isn't it the greatest feeling when you get one of these solved? I want to thank at Lars Nielsen, who on Twitter found it, like in two seconds. Wow. Thank you, Lars. Insane. From 1937? No, 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 no. That That's... um. Hold on. The Wikipedia link says 1989 English language German film directed by Percy Adlin. Judge Reinhold's in it. Yeah. That, you didn't think Judge Reinhold was the Delta Burke type. Also, Alex also in it. I want to say my apologies to Delta Burke because this, this actor looks nothing like Delta Burke. Looks nothing like So it. I'm sorry. Delta. So... Delta, so it's, so it's got Alex, it's got Ted, Bill and Ted is in it, right? The director of the Frank Zappa documentary. Yes. Wait, that? Oh, Alex English? Alex Winter. Winter, yeah. Alex English? Did, did Denver Nuggets forward Alex English was in this movie? So, so yeah, Dudio, you were saying, I just remember they had this collection of really weird, funny PSAs. And there was this U.S. Navy PSA that I've been looking for forever that I remember just being hilarious. I don't remember many details about it. I don't think it was meant to be funny. I think they did it in such like a strict, rigid way. Um, It was an honest PSA that was just absolutely hilarious. Can't find anything. Looked forever. What made it funny? Um, I just, I think the attitude of it. 
like, you know, you can do these sorts of things in the U.S. Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think the seriousness of it was very, very funny sure. to me. Mm-hmm. I, d- I mean, I, like I said, I was high, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I've been I love there's some, uh, there's a, it was for the Navy. It was for the U.S. Navy. It was probably it was like 65 or something. Let's think about this. This guy's sitting in West Virginia, high off, off, uh, who well, that's knows what? Moonshine and off in moonshine. West yeah. So, and these military guys are just getting, they're, they're, they're breaking their, they're breaking their, their, their backs to keep us all safe. And this, this, uh, <laughs> this, uh, drug fiend. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this PSA is funny. Hey man, get in here. Check this out. Look at these, look at these dumb Navy guys. Give me more of them drugs. Hey, we got any more drugs, man? <laughs> so, yeah, so there's a series of PSAs for the Navy that were just like, like just, overly serious and they were funny because they were too, because they were so straight and serious. Yes. Okay. I haven't found it. I've looked everywhere. Now this is one I can't remember. I, I, I think somebody actually solved it. Maybe I forgot the answer to it. I think we talked about it on the show a million years ago was, um, there was a movie. I remember when I was a little kid and it had, a guy that got locked in a department store and was in the men's room after hours. And he was the basis of the movie consisted of him running from a roving pack of security dogs in the department store. He got locked in after hours and then the dogs were, were in there and he was like running from the dogs. So if anybody can help me figure that one out. That would be great. Is that the movie Trapped, a TV movie from 1973? It might be. He might have solved it already. A man is accidentally locked in a department store overnight, finds himself held at bay by six vicious Doberman guard dogs. Yeah, there you go. Look, I didn't say I did a whole lot of research on this one. (laughs) But uh, that's it. I just was trapped. Trapped. James Brolin is in it. He's the one that was trapped. So James Brolin, hold on, trapped. I got to search trapped James Brolin. Made for, it was a made for TV movie, an ABC movie of the week, trapped. Let's see, is this a trailer for it? Let's see what this trailer's like. Yeah, well, that's not the music that went with trapped. I'm going to say. I can say right off the bat, somebody set some music to Trapped uh, that was not accurate. Some nice royalty free. Yeah, sounded like a sounded like an Offspring knockoff. <laughs> you guys need to sound as close to the Offspring as possible without <laughs> being the Offspring. Got it. Then we elude every <laughs> every one of these. Every one of these, what would you call it? The things that get things pulled? Little algorithms? Is that what Scrollers. Little scrollers? They'd be yeah. like, they're using an, al- an offspring song on this fake made for TV movie trailer. 
Yeah. And then there was another movie I saw when I was a kid. I don't think we placed this one. Where when I when I was a child, I think I talked about this. I'd go to the movies, and in the summer there would be a local movie theater. They would just run these movies, and it was cheap to get in. It was like a dollar fifty, and they gave you like it was like they're just trying to get kids in the theater in the summer, and like parents are just like, "Get my kid out of here, just go to the theater and see this movie." And it, the, the theater truly did not care what they put on it; it just needed to literally be on film and projectable for them to run it. And they ran this movie, the space type movie. They had to have been, it was obviously after 2001 because I'm not 90 years old. Um, but they ran this thing and this movie was, did not seem new when I was a child. I remember it was people in space. And by that point I'm like space. It's like star Wars. I love star Wars. So anything that took place like in space was exciting, but then you're just like, oh, this is like real space. This sucks. This is like, like, like not people with like spaceships shooting lasers at each other. This is just like the space program was like, boo, boring. I remember somebody was doing like a little spacewalk in it and then their cord got cut. Like in 2001, but it was not 2001, and the guy just kept floating off into the distance. Like in 2001, they were clearly not showing 2001 to a group of children in this theater. And if I remember correctly, we all, the kids were just like, I hate this movie. I want to leave. And then the theater owner was just like, you can't leave. Your parents will pick you up. I can't have kids walking around town. And he wouldn't let people out of the theater. But I remember this movie with this guy just cheap, like a cheap sci-fi movie floating off into space after his his little space cable got cut. His little airline. I remember being slightly horrified by it, but, um, also realizing even at the, at that point, it's like, yeah, this is a cheap movie. Do any ideas? I'd love a little bit of help with that. What well, we got? Any calls, Pat? We got calls. I'm going to say line three. All right, let's do line three. <laughs> All right, well, Lana, you're on. Best show. Hi. Hey, uh, this is Sam Lorema. How you doing? Who is this? Hi, this is Sarah Rama in Chicago. How are you doing? Good, good. Sa- Sarah, I'm at, your phone's a little muffly. Sorry, it's uh, Sam O'Rama. Oh, Sam O'Rama. Okay, makes uh, it. I got you uh, now. How are you, Sam O'Rama? I'm doing all right. Uh, listening to you tonight, having a good time. How about you? Well, I'm doing all right. I'm here good, trying good. to trying to solve problems for people and pat got his big one solved rosalie goes shopping that was a that was a pretty good tune um i've got a commercial that has been plaguing me and at least two other friends of mine um i'm from jacksonville my friends from pittsburgh someone in the quad cities um probably aired in the early 90s on cable 
and I'm going to sing it, and this is going to be terrible, but anyone who's heard this is going to know it, and we just need to see this commercial because we have not seen it since the 90s. Okay. All right, here it goes. <clears throat> night school, talking about night school. Something, 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 go to night school. Uh, it was a commercial for night school for people to be enthused by some smooth jazz singing to sign up for night school. And a friend has been looking on YouTube, commercial compilations. We could not find this thing. So hopefully someone else out there has nightmares about this song as well. Night school. And what what era would you uh, place it in, Samarama? Early 90s, probably early 90s. Okay. Now, did this commercial, by any chance, make you want to go to night school? Um, you know, it did. I actually, um, I'm thinking I might have done this before, but I did take a typing class, so it probably was before the the nineties. Uh, I don't think people were taking typing in the nineties, but uh, I, I did some night school typing class. I think they were taking typing classes in before the nineties. I guess. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure which came first. Uh, mem- memories are hazy, uh, when it comes to my, my night school experience, but, oh my gosh. Did, this, we, did you ever see the movie the Night School? Course. Did you see the Kevin um, Hart movie Night School? Did not, no. Um, don't think it's associated with that, sadly. I don't I saw know in if the anyone theater. I saw Night School in the theater. Maybe, maybe they used a cool remix of the song. I don't know. Do you think the movie Night School Made me cry. Yes, um, yeah, I, I'd say so. Yeah. A little bit, it did, a little bit. I cried a yeah. little bit. You know why? Because he said, there's one part where Kevin Hart's like, I'm not stupid. Everybody thinks I'm stupid. I'm not dumb. And it, it touched me that he was sad that people thought he was stupid. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll dial that one up later. No, you don't have to. I just gave you the, I just gave you the I best. I know. I, you know, that, that night school, it just, it stirs up the, stirs up the heartstrings, I guess. Yeah. Night school. Talking about night school. That, that right. is it. That is the tune. Um, well, check, check uh, Twitter. Okay. We're going to see if people can piece together night school. I hope so. We, we, we need to see this. It, it, we, we got to have a night school party, man. Dun, 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 dun. Once the. Working on the night school. No? That, um, wow, yeah, no, that's that's the version. That is it. No. No. Ain't it funny how the night school... No, it wasn't very Seeger. It was very like uh, Manhattan Transfer, maybe. What if you went to night school and Bob Seeger was at the night school, singing, working at the night school? I would be. And he worked there. And he worked there. Like he was a teacher there. What are you doing here? Aren't you Bob Seeger? What are you doing here? I'm working at the night school. Money ain't been coming in like it did in the old days, so I'm working at this night school. In the summertime, summertime. 
It was definitely better than the night school jingle, but, uh. Now, yeah. how can we call it night school, but we don't call it day school? What's up with. They, they, they camps. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Samurai, we're going to see if people can come through for you. Check, check Twitter I, and we will. I hope And so. next week's show, we will talk about this as well. Fantastic. Right. Thanks so have much. A, have a great night. You too, man. Bye. Night. Night school. So what's up? Uh, who we got? Give me another call, please. What's that? Is that what I sound like? Well, I don't like that. What's so funny? That's what I sound like? You guys are <laughs> yucking it up over there? No, it's funny because that's what everybody says when they hear their voice. It sounded great to me. Oh, it's, <laughs> But this I'm guy, a little high. He's a little, see, exactly. He's got that, he's got that, uh, He's got that, that, uh, that Athens, uh, that sticky icky that he gets down there in Athens, right? <clears throat> Only the finest. Only the finest. <laughs> Laughing at the Navy. <laughs> Who do we got on the air? Who do we got on the air? Welcome, caller. Me? Yeah, you. Oh, what's up? Geez. Hi, how's it going? Good. Who's this? This is Chris, uh, previously in Philly, now in Massachusetts. Chris in Massachusetts. Why are you in Massachusetts now? Uh, so I, I'm entering my finals period for law school. So I, I went to extended family instead of close family because close family is kind of distracting. So. All right, all right. Yeah. So uh, what can I do for you, Chris? So uh, I've got I've got a quote. I don't remember who said it, and I don't remember what they said it about. Okay. So I I, I finished um, I finished my my crim law final today. It was my first final of law school ever. Um, and to celebrate, I watched Goodfellas. Because you know they've got they've got criminal stuff going on. Now, do you watch uh, that and you like picture as if you were uh, defending those guys? Uh, you know, I I'm completely ambiguous toward it. I think that I, I'm I'm an abolitionist for the most part. Um, so I watched it not to say like these are the guys who I want to succeed in life. Like I think, I think it's like kind of rotten dudes, but I also yeah, they're kind of rotten dudes. <laughs> so hold on, let me get this straight. The people in Goodfellas, yeah, by your estimation as a as a soon to be lawyer, yeah, are kind of rotten dudes. That's kind of kind of yeah, kind of yeah. rotten yeah. dudes. So. <laughs> I, I, I Look, is my cl- my my client? Of course, <laughs> is he an angel? Of course not. I'd say no. he's kind of a rotten dude, to be honest. Kind of. Yeah, but is he guilty of murder? No, he's not. Yes. 
sure they found a bag of guns in his house and uh, so, they found his fingerprints all over a frozen corpse in the back of a meat truck and and yes he's no angel he's kind of a rotten dude he's never claimed to be an angel your honor He's not on trial here whether he's kind of a rotten dude. He's on trial for murder. And uh, if this trial was about whether my client is kind of a rotten dude, look, I'll be the first one to say guilty. But it's last time I checked, it was not illegal. It was not against the law. It was not a criminal action to be a kind of a rotten dude. I, I will say, I, so, I, I understand why people say that this is the last good mob movie. I, I understand that at this point. This is the first time I've ever seen Goodfellas, and I understand it now. Mm-hmm. Why people say it's the last Or you good clearly movie. didn't see Corky Romano. <laughs> Let me check the dates on this. Corky Romano came out in 2001, and Goodfellas... Yeah, came out of two thousand two. No, you're right. It is uh, Corky Romano <laughs> predates uh, Goodfellas, which I guess because some of the scenes are very similar. And I know there's a giant tracking shot in Corky Romano that uh, uh, clearly Scorsese uh, no, yeah, was influenced by. What a great thing, Corky, Corky Romano, the the Chris Kattan movie. <laughs> and for some people, it's a Fred Ward movie. A lot of Ward heads out there would consider it a, a, that or a Zach Galifianakis movie. Um, October 12th, 2001, America still reeling from 9-11. And Corky Romano was there a month later <laughs> to teach us all how to laugh again. 31 days. 31 days later, yeah. America poured back into theaters and took their seats. Two for Corky Romano, please. Sorry, it's sold out. Everybody wants to laugh again. I wonder... And, then, and, and one of the people who bought a ticket to that? Mr. Martin Scorsese, and he had a little notebook. <laughs> and he was scribbling things down. He saw that tracking shot when Corky Romano goes in through the kitchen. And then... uh and he just he, he tracked the whole thing. He, he lifted every piece of that thing. And you go through Zach Alphanakis in Meat Locker, uh, Frozen. <laughs> so what did you? So you saw Goodfellas for the first time yeah. last week. I did. Yeah, and what you so, think? I, mean, I honestly thought I I understood why people said it was the last good mob movie, and I understood why people said it was the last good movie with narration. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. quote, uh, so I I told I told Pat I that what I can't place is this one quote that I heard maybe seven years ago that was like it, it said um, that. And I'll, I'll bleep myself, but, uh, narration is the glue that holds S bleep together. 
and I don't know who said it and about what. Narration is the glue that holds S? S sleep. Yeah. Okay. And where, where, what context was that used in? Someone, I, I think, and I, again, I don't know what movie someone said it about, but I was... It wasn't Trapped, about, was it? <laughs> I don't think so. So I mean, it wasn't right Corky here. Romano. It wasn't Trapped, and then you watched, what was it, Kind of a Rotten Dude? Is that the name of the movie? <laughs> no. But, kind uh, of Rotten Dude. Were. we're stuck in the life here. We're kind of rotten dudes. <laughs> I honestly, I mean, Goodfellas was... Uh, Money's like not coming only... in. Bleep you, pay me. Having a hard time making the rent, bleep you, pay me. We're kind of rotten dudes. That's what we do. <laughs> Sorry, bud. So go ahead. So so, so this was used where now? I, I don't understand the context I, for where this quote you I, heard. So, it was in an interview or it was in a what it now? Was in, it was an interview, I think, of not even a filmmaker, but a, uh, a reviewer of a filmmaker. And I was on a plane when I first heard it. So and a I human said this. A human You're trying to track this. a thing that a human said somewhere. Yeah, I was on a I was on an airplane, and I think that the human said it about I I and this is what I think I I think that it was a, a human said it about the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay, and also the people are saying this uh, this uh, thing from my movie was you only live twice. I would know I saw a James Bond movie. <laughs> It was a space movie. Could it have been You Only Live Twice? No, it couldn't have. Because I would have probably led with there was a spy running around (laughs) doing all sorts of stuff. (laughs) And then it went into space for a little bit. Look, I don't know where we're going to find your quote. You're in trouble. Oh, man. On this one. But if people, maybe somebody knows it. I think yours is a little bit, yours is going to be a little bit of a challenge. Narration is the glue that holds bleep together. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for the call. Hang up on this guy, please. And give me another call. Yeah. Perry Shall. Perry Shall just said, uh, uh, Sonic Dork smoking that Life's Rich Pageant Kush, right? Uh huh. Down there in Athens. Now, Brett, do you have one of these? Is there, is there one you have, Brett? Yeah, I, I got one. Um, uh, this is kind of like a category, but, um, uh, I, I remember when I, uh, watching Twin Peaks and the, uh, the jukebox that's in the diner there in Twin Peaks, they would, they would, they would always, characters would always like play a song on the jukebox and it was always like a snippet of a song. And they were always kind of compelling songs, but you would just hear a little bit of them. And it was never any recognizable song. So I, I don't know if it was like they, it was like part of the score. They just made up the songs for the show or if these were just like obscure, rare songs that, 
that, you know, David Lynch dug up somewhere. Uh, but I would love it if anybody knows any of the songs that played on the jukebox in the Twin Peaks diner, or better yet, if anybody has like a playlist of those songs. Sure. Well, uh, if, if only you were, uh, seeking some, some, uh, some, so the inside track on something that people were ridiculously <laughs> obsessive about. Unfortunately, Twin Peaks is something that not, that, that people haven't been pouring over every inch of for 38 years. I yeah, think you're out of luck. You, you, you picked something that people just don't stare at too much. Yeah, and I'm sure this is, look, I and mean, this is probably one Google search and it, and it gets solved, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I like the mis, I also like the mystery of it, you know, not knowing, uh, sure. but, uh, but if anybody, you know, if, if there is some playlist out there or something, there's gotta be a place. Yeah. Somebody send this, somebody send Brett a playlist of, of Twin Peaks. I'm sure there must be somebody who poured over the jukebox. Just on the jukebox though, not the sound, not the general soundtrack or the, the, the bands that played in the bar, just the jukebox and the diner, those songs. Now when that one guy says that the candy bar you like is coming back, right? Yeah. Right? When he says that, the candy bar you like is coming back. Wait, what, what kind, what is it? What, what candy bar went to Zagnut? You know, I think he was talking about, uh, remember when Reggie Jackson briefly did the Reggie bar? Oh, the Reggie bar. That would be the best. That, that makes perfect sense. The candy bar you like is coming back and it's a Reggie bar. Just imagine that also. This Reggie Jackson was the biggest ba- baseball player going and he, they made this candy bar, Reggie bar, and they gave them out of Yankee Stadium one time. Everybody whipped them at Reggie out on the field. They start throwing Reggie bars at Reggie. And so they're, they're tossing Reggie bars at Reggie. And then like, imagine now it's like, what would it be now? Would it be, it'd be a, 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 a Draymond green candy bar. Right. What am I going to eat? A, a Luca bar. They, why, why, where's the, where's today's candy bar? Where's today's athlete candy bar? That's what I says. Did when anyone do we get, eat the Reggie bar? Look, I I ate Reggie bars like a, like it was going out of style. What did they What did they taste like? What, what would you compare them to? What do you like think they, they taste like every other candy bar? It was a clump of chocolate and some goop in the middle. Just like <laughs> just like ninety nine percent of every other candy bar. Oh wait, wait, we're gonna invent a new candy bar. Well, well, these are the ingredients we should, should we have chocolate in it? Yeah, let's do that. How about some nuts and caramel? Yeah, let's put that in it. It just comes down to what shape is this thing gonna be? And it was just a flat blob. It looked like a potato pancake made out of chocolate. It looked like somebody stepped on a Snickers bar. Like if you positioned one, like it was like a tower and then you just squished it. That's what a Reggie bar looked like. Uh, that's it's like a I've, cluster. I've always heard that story of people throwing them on the field, and I pictured them throwing like Snickers bars, but it sounds like they were throwing them like Frisbees then. Oh, they were like disc-shaped. Yes, okay. it was like a goo-goo cluster. It's exactly a goo-goo cluster. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. throw that. I'd eat that. No, of course. I was a little kid. I couldn't get my fill of Reggie bars. I tell you. Somebody dropped a Reggie bar in front of me. It was 49 years old. Thing be stale. Be, 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 be like literally saying like, 
That thing's poison, Tom. Don't do it. It has turned. It turned. It it turned 40 years ago. Don't eat it. I would still just be like, I think I got to take a taste of it just to see if it brings me back to being a seven-year-old again. I just sent you a link for uh, eBay uh, sale for a rare original full box of 24 sealed 1993 Reggie bars. Can you imagine you open that thing and just a rat jumps out like a <laughs> rat, a rat with a ring of chocolate around its mouth? Just wrappers. Yeah. I've been waiting to get out of here. Thanks, pal. So rare original full box of 20. How God knows I'm closing my eyes. I have not seen how much. I'm going to guess $65. That's what I'm saying. I have not looked. Go higher. No, oh, I just looked. $215. Buy it. Buy it now. If there was ever an eBay auction that should have a make an offer, it is the Reggie Bar box. And look at it. It's filled with Reggie Bars. And don't they? They look kind of delicious. And I think I'm. 250, yeah, I can swing that. I'm kidding. I'm not going to buy that. Reggie bars. I could get a box of Google. I watched, I watched the movie Nashville. I get, when they plug, welcome to the Grand Old Opry and, uh, sponsored by Google clusters. And suddenly I'm like, oh boy, I wish I had a Google cluster right now. I, I would picture that box of Reggie bars if we were all still in the Jersey City studio mm-hmm. pre COVID. Um, you would have clicked by now. They would have shown up here. And yeah, then, we'd all be eating them. We'd all be eating no, them. And then, yeah. them in a no, but then like, we'd I think I, the hospital. I think a large percentage of them would just sit around and then you, you'd get a text from me three years from now saying, Hey, uh, what do you want me to do with these Reggie bars? <laughs> you want to do, yeah, throw them out. Can I donate these Reggie yeah, bars? Flatten the wrappers out. Flatten the wrappers out and toss the candy. Yeah. Man, I could go for a Goo Goo cluster right about now. Holy guacamole. That's the best candy bar I ever had in my life. You go down to Nashville, they got these goo goo clusters that they, they, it's like, it's like, they're like water. They flow like water. Goo goo flows like water in, in Nashville. You think about Nashville. You got the Johnny Cash Museum. You got Third Man. You got the goo goo cluster store. Why, why wouldn't everybody live in Nashville? You got Dukes. Got Dukes. Got Dukes. They got the Sharpling on the, on the, on the menu. You go order a drink. You got that. They make good sandwiches there. Goner. Got Goner record. Well, it's in Memphis. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's four hours away. You get in the car. You take 40 down. You take 40 over. It's fine. Take a little day trip. Man, I got to get, I got to get there and get some Goo Goo clusters. Those things are good. All right, give me another call, please. Was there somebody on hold now? Is there somebody online now? I can't remember. Yeah, there's someone on the line. Uh, who do we got again? Hello? Hello? Hi, welcome to the best show. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Good. Who's this? Uh, this is Simon from Ontario, Canada. Simon from Ontario, Canada. Now, why you, the way we talk about Google clusters, it would be the way you talk about probably about an, uh, an, uh, an arrow bar, except arrow bars are fraudulent and you should be ashamed of yourself for not, uh, boycotting any store selling them as actual candy. You don't have those in the States? Oh, no, we did and we drove them out. Oh. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. They're not very good. Arrow Bar was just like, no, it's got a little air pocket saying you put it in it bubbles. Ugh. Yeah, they're Great. trying to say I'm, I'm not sure if a candy bar is alive. That's exactly what I need from a candy bar. Is this thing alive or not? Why does it have a thing called a worm bar? <laughs> what can I do for you, my friend? Uh, yeah, I'm calling in with uh, uh, a thing I'm trying to find. A scene from a movie? Uh, no, okay, so it's a, no, um, it's, uh, it was 2006, I was about six years old, and um, I was flipping through the TV, this would have been, you know, daytime, and it may have been PBS, I'm not sure, but there was a five second clip that I saw that was burned into my six year old brain, and I have not forgotten it, and it terrified me. It was this weird looking kind of pale puppet in a meat locker, <clears throat> And there was a snake, and the snake was shooting lasers, and the puppet was holding up like a flank stake and blocking the lasers. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And this is Canadian public broadcasting television? I honestly have no idea. It may have been American. It was like something you'd see on Adult Swim, but it was daytime kids' TV. And explain it again. There's a little puppet. It's like a weird, it's got different sized eyes, kind of pale, wearing like a fast food uniform. It's in a meat locker. Like, this is puppets, like the Muppets. And there's, like, a snake shooting lasers at this thing. And these Muppets, I just got to say, these Muppets, <laughs> I've had enough. If you're one of these Muppet fans, it's you got to move on. It's time, to, it's time to move on. Leave the Muppets behind. Yeah, go ahead. So it's a snake shooting lasers at a Muppet. Yeah, and the Muppets blocking him with a, a flank stake and kind of screaming bloody murder. And I, it was burned into my brain. It gave me nightmares. Well, let's check Twitter and see if anybody tracks it or, you know, we'll, we'll see what's what. Already. We'll see if the people can figure out your, this weird fever dream of yours. Oh, no. It, yeah, it tracks like a fever dream for sure. All right. Well, best of luck to you. All right. Thanks. Friend. All right. Bye. Bye. What else we got? Any more calls? Yes, we have a few more calls. All right, give me give me a couple, please. Give me one. Give me a good one. Hello, best show. Hello, best show. Hi. 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 Uh, this is William uh, from Naperville, Illinois. What's up, William? Uh, do you want me to go straight into the topic, or well, you can tell me how you are. Well, I'm doing all right. I mean, I'm a huge Steven Soderbergh fan. His new movie's out in two days, so that's keeping me going. Yeah. yeah. There's such a, a, a dearth of uh, Steven Soderbergh material. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he just they just announced today that he's producing the Oscars, so that's one more thing to look <clears throat> forward to, I guess. Didn't he retire? Yes. He, that's something he, he retired. He's made 80 more movies since he retired. Yes. Well, he's... He first said he was retiring, then he said he was taking a sabbatical, during which he made two seasons of TV and shot the Magic Mike sequel. Then he unretired, and that's where mm -hmm. he's been, like, since 2017. The Nick. The Nick was the show he did. Yes, yes. Look, I worked with him on Magic Mike, and he was not very friendly. He didn't like my dance routines. Uh, I'm still mad at him. <laughs> So yeah, you're all they, they, pumped up. 
you're a, you're a Soderbergh head. Oh, absolutely. Just like mm-hmm. diehard. So I did mm-hmm. not like his last movie. That was the first one, The Laundromat, where it was just like, you know, mm-hmm. what was he doing? So I'm well, the best thing about that is if, if you don't like one, there's another one coming four months later. Exactly. Exactly. That's, yeah. This guy's like, uh, like, uh, Fastbinder. Fastbinder. Yeah, right? yeah, except, yeah, except I think Fastbinder Fast died by this point, so he's... Oh, no, he was long gone. He didn't make it, he was died in his 30s, right? Yeah, yeah. So as long as... I'll tell you one thing. This gets me, this is what gets me. This Fastbinder made 80 movies and he was, he, he, he keeled over when he was in his 30s. I gotta, I gotta make a movie. I gotta make a movie. I gotta make a movie. I did a you, book. You did? I did a book. I got a book coming out next year. I got to do a movie now. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta strike while the iron's hot. Oh, the iron's not hot. Don't worry, well, it's then, not hot. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can strike later then when the iron's yeah. a little hotter. Well, we got to heat it back up again. We got to heat the iron back up. Okay. Yeah. So, so you got a Steven Soderbergh movie coming, and you're all pumped up. What is it? It's a, it's a Meryl Streep one or something, right? Yes, it's his second Meryl Streep one, and it's also Lucas Hedges and Diane Weist and Candace Bergen. Mm-hmm. So it's like the all-star team that everybody's been waiting to see reunited or united. Mm-hmm. And they're all on a ready. cruise ship together. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pumped. Okay. Hey, what, uh, yeah, now. so go ahead. So what okay. do you got for me, my friend? Okay, uh, well... This is a movie that I thought I knew until like a year ago, and it turns out I didn't know. I watched, I was, what I when I was a kid, I watched a lot of like bad mid-2000s CGI kids movies, and most of them I don't really remember. But give me an example of one. What's, what's, the, what's a major one of the genre? Okay, well, this is the one that I thought this was. It's a movie called Dougal. It's like a re-edit of a British movie. With sure. like J- Jimmy Fallon and John Krasinski doing the voices, mm-hmm. I think John Stewart's in there too. It's it's I, I remember nothing about it, but, but apparently it's just awful. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, Do- Dougal. I remember that. Yeah, it's like a dog and like yeah. a, idiot characters. I don't know. So you watched a lot of garbage like that, Dougal. Yes, I watched a lot of Dougal esque garbage. And and I swear to God that this, I thought that this had happened in Dougal, but like you know, at the, like a lot of these movies have like big celebrity casts. Like God knows how they got these people, but it's like. And over the credits of this movie, I remember like B-roll footage of all the celebrities recording their parts in their booths, and it's like, oh, look how much fun they're having shooting this great movie. Yeah, they always I, show those scenes where it's just like. Here's the, here's the movie, and it's, it's like, and, and it's like, and it's like Tom Berenger is the voice of, of Herbie the, the chipmunk. And then they show like him in the booth doing the, doing the thing, and then it's just like, he's like, I gotta get some more peanut butter. And then, <laughs> and then they're, then they're just like, and, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, what, what, what's her name? Uh, 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 uh Shirley MacLaine is 
doing the voice of, uh, you know, Betty, the grasshopper. And she's like, I'm out in the field. And they just like that foot, that booth footage. Yes. So, yes. All right. So, so you're watching a lot of that stuff. Yes. Yes. And the person I remember being in this booth footage is D.L. Hughley. Mm -hmm. And I remember him like maybe towards the end of the reel, but I don't know. Uh, looking dead at the camera and, like, saying... This, this feels like a prank. Run. You're going to prank me now. You're going to prank know. me. I swear to God. I'm no, no, that's a setup. That's a setup for a prank. D.L. Hughley looked straight in the camera and did what? Said, uh, I got e-cigs for legs? No, no. <laughs> no I, I wish I could have come up with that, <laughs> but no. Uh, D.L. Hughley looks in the camera and says, this ain't no Robin Williams movie or something like that. Obviously, playing on the fact that Robin Williams did a lot of voices in these types of kids movies. Mm-hmm. And we can't. I, we look. I'm looking at his his IMDb. How old were you at this point? What year do you think this could be? I think it was either 2005 or 2006. I can give the theater I saw it in. Obviously, that Br'er was Rabbit, the Adventures of Br'er Rabbit. Was that a theatrical release? Because I. I could, because hmm. yeah, I remember seeing this in the theater, like, like, like that playing right as I was about to leave the theater. The Adventures of Br'er Rabbit, two thousand six. Hmm. Doesn't cool. look like I'm not sure what uh, what uh, whether this was theatrical or not. I don't know. Looks cheap. This animation yeah. don't look so hot. Yeah, I mean, most of these movies are probably, like, money laundering schemes for how bad they look. Yeah. Okay, so we got that. Adventures of Br'er Rabbit. Wasn't Soul Plane? No, I was not going to see Soul Plane when I was seven. I probably would have enjoyed Soul Plane if I saw it, but... Yeah, I wasn't, uh, studio, what well, you weren't seeing Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, uh, in a yeah, theatrical were release, studio were you? 60 pilot at a theater. They were screening it, and yeah. seven year old me really loved Sorkin, so. Cat Run? 2011? No, this is not, this is not a kid. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. It's for firmly mid 2000s. Cause yeah. like 2007 okay. is like the, maybe 2008 is like the dividing line. Untitled Howie Mandel Project? (laughs) 2003. They still didn't title this thing? (laughs) They've had 17 years. They still can't title this Howie Mandel movie? Is it one of those things where it's still listed in post-production, even though it was, like, made in 2003, or did they just release it without a title? I don't know. Look, uh, well, maybe somebody can figure this out for you. Yeah, uh, D.L. Hughley. Yeah, or if not D.L. Hughley, then think of somebody with a D.L. Hughley vibe. Because nobody in Dougal has a D.L. Hughley vibe, dare I say it. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right, well, look, you threw the thing down. Yeah, we will if, see if, if people I, pick up on it. Yeah, God willing. Yes, like, God willing. Let's God, hope that God is with us on this one. Yes. Yeah. God, God will be like, well, I got this, uh, 
vaccine over here, but this one kid wanted me to help <laughs> help him figure out a Dougal-type movie that D.L. Hughley might or might not have done a voice for. That also is not a Robin Williams movie, and yeah. has to be specified that it ain't a Robin Williams movie. Yeah. Okay. All right, Chief. Thank you. Thank you. What else we got? Anybody else? A couple more. Let's do a couple more, then we'll say goodnight. Hello, Best Show. Hi, Tom. How's it going? Good. Who's this? Uh, this is Kevin from Westchester. Kevin from Westchester. What's up, Kevin? Nothing much. I'm watching uh, the MSG Network right now, and they're doing one of these Knicks classics things from like the 2019-2020 uh-huh. season. And it, yeah, what uh, a classic it, season that was! I, Just yeah, I mean, what what is it? Thirty seconds long? What is it? Uh, it's uh, Mitchell Robinson blocking it, three shots in a game. What is basic, it? Well, it, it's really funny. It's uh, the Knicks versus Portland, uh, and so my only I'm, I'm watching this. The Knicks are winning, luckily, and so that's why it must be yeah. a classic, Kevin but. Knox from downtown. <laughs> it's a miss. <laughs> But when I, the I ball goes was... off of CJ McCollum, Nick's ball, like that's that constitutes a highlight. Is that the the other team bobbles the rebound off a brick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I, I don't know if you during the pandemic or earlier on at the beginning. I should say I'm, I'm a Mets fan, you know. And so when, like, uh, I, I got spoiled because all that SNY was showing was, like, the Mets classics. And, of mm-hmm. course, they they were going to win all of them. And so, you know, as a Mets fan and a Knicks fan, I'm just prepared for uh, losing all the time. So it, it completely uh, it completely spoiled me. Yeah, I love when the, they show those games on the home network of the team, and it's just like, they have, the only way they'll show, the only way they could possibly show a game where some, where the the home team or the the team of the network did not win, would be uh, if somebody had like a sixty point game. Yeah, the only way they would show a loss is if somebody did something insane. But usually it's uh, usually it's just a win. Yeah. Yep. So what can I do for you now, my friend? So I, 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 funny enough, I, I so I, I want to talk about the Twin Peaks thing real quick um, because uh, I, when I watched the series for the first time last year, um, one of the jukebox songs, funny enough, was um, it was such a weird moment, Tom. Like one of the songs that would play on the jukebox from Twin Peaks was the same song that my local radio station would use for traffic and weather. Okay. And it was just this weird, like, moment where I was completely just brought out of watching the series uh, because I just thought about uh, 107.1 The Peak. <laughs> Instead. Okay. My, my point bringing this up is I, I don't think it was music that was created for the show. I think it was royalty-free music uh, that uh, David Lynch threw in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. Somebody will give a full uh, a full portrait of what the music is for Brea. Yeah. So, and my uh, I, I've had this phrase that's been stuck in my head for like years now, 
and I, I, I can't tell if it's from a commercial or a TV show. It seems like a pop culture thing. Um, the phrase is, uh, it might be really simple, but it's, uh, and twins. And twins. It's a, it's a beer commercial. It's a beer commercial? Yeah, that was like a beer commercial, right? Right, Dudio? I guess he left. I guess, uh, <laughs> somebody had enough. What was the context of it? Pat. It was like a rock song. It would be like, and twins. And then they would cut to like, like, it's, it, look, it's this gross conceit that for some reason people want to, want to, uh, uh, make, make, uh, 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 I get where you're going. Uh, okay. Rom- romance time with, uh, <laughs> siblings, which is, which is a criminal act, which I should, it, but it's like it's promoted by, look, they're twins. Yeah, it's disgusting. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you, you mentally, you, you have some problems. Yeah. All right. Perfect. That's it. Thanks, Tom. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Are either a Pat or Jason there? Yes. Do you remember that commercial where it was like, and twins? I do. I don't know what it was for, but that's that rings a bell. See, I just typed in and twins on Google and then it came up and twins commercial. I just had to type and twins into a thing. Hold on. Let's see what this sounds like. I love playing two hand touch, eating way too much, watching my team win with the twins. This is where this is when uh, uh, puddle of mud ruled the earth. Sounds like Kid Rock. Yeah, does sound like Kid Rock. Ah, love. Disgusting. At three months when puddle of mud ruled the earth. Yeah. And if there was ever a band that they would have gotten to play the mines. <laughs> oh, oh, cold dome. We would have had them for two nights. Yeah. Hey man, the lead singer of Puddle of Mud fell in the mine. <laughs> we gotta get him out. He slipped, slipped in a puddle of mud. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was jumping in a puddle of mud, trying to make it, trying to be funny. Turned out it tore right through the thing. He's, he's like 300 feet down there. <laughs> We're assuming he's dead. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Hey, well, what's that now? Question for you. Yeah. Do you think that guy was referring to Cedric the Entertainer in Madagascar? That that makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, 2005, he played Maurice in Madagascar. Might be it. I think that's probably it. Yeah. So he was a little kid. He probably saw Kings of Comedy. Yep. Steve Harvey, D.L. Hughley, Bernie Mac, and Cedric the Entertainer. Who is a, I, I, I love, I think Cedric the Entertainer is such a good actor. 
I, I really think he's, I like him. Also, R.I.P. Bernie Mac. R.I.P. Bernie yes. Mac, yes. The Bernie Mac show, one of the greatest the shows. Yes. Truly. And twins. <laughs> Sick. So we got a final call. Got a final call. Let's do it. And now I'm looking on Twitter. I see people are flipping out that I'm going after Muppet stuff. Look, if you like the Muppets, God bless you. Enjoy the Muppets all the live long day. I'm glad they, I'm glad they help you with stuff. Just be careful though. Not, not you I'm worried about. It's that other Muppet fan. Brings out the worst in people. Go ahead. Best show. Hi. Muppets. Yeah, I hear you. But, uh, hey, Tom. This is, uh, Paul in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Oh, you got, you got a problem with my, me, me mentioning Muppets? No, Paul? no, no, no. I'm, I'm right there with you on the Muppets. Who's your Despite favorite Muppet? Herbie the Frog? The, the, uh, what's his name? Fonzie. Fonzie the Bear. Yeah, he's good. I'm a big Fonzie fan. You know, I always love when people are like, oh, I like the, uh, they're like, oh, the jokes suck. And it's like, yeah, okay. Well, maybe so we can write some better jokes. I might like it better. Oh, the jokes are so corny. They're terrible. And now yeah, and you wonder why I don't like it? <laughs> no, the jokes are awful. No, they're corny. They're like old vaudeville jokes. Okay. I don't want to watch somebody, I don't watch somebody do vaudeville jokes. I'm supposed to watch somebody uh, do a aardvark puppet doing old vaudeville jokes and suddenly it's better. Whatever. God bless you. I don't understand. It's a hard time out there. It's a hard time. You like the Muppets. Muppets are helping you get through, uh, the way the world is now. Good that you go all the way in with the Muppets. I'm just saying be careful. Because it's not you I'm worried about. It's that other Muppet fan. That's the that's the one I'm putting under the microscope. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope, yeah. So what can I do for you, my friend? So I got uh I got something for the topic that is uh this has been driving me nuts for almost thirty five years now. And this is uh I it was on it probably late night UHF TV. Uh, I saw it when I was visiting a friend in Vermont in college. And it was similar to SCTV's Cisco the Kid. I don't know if you're familiar where they do the overdubbing uh, of a Cisco the Kid episode. Okay. Uh, it's not that. It's like a Mystery Science Theater 3000, but it's not that. Mm-hmm. It's a fake, it's a Western, it's an old Western, black and white, where mm-hmm. someone had overdubbed um, dialogue over it. And so I've got two lines that I remember very clearly from it. Um, there's two guys on a horse, you know, two guys on horses. Uh, they're going to a meetup, one guy points forward, and the other guy says, I'll race you to the nickel. That's one. What, what, what did he say? I'll race you to the nickel. I'll race you to the nickel, but it's dubbed over an old Western. Dubbed over an old Western. And then the other 
they're coming up on a big mansion, two guys on horses. And one guy says to the other, he says, you create the diversion by slitting your throat, and I will go in and steal the silverware. I, I swear to God, this is on late night TV in Vermont, like 1986, mm-hmm. 87, maybe. UHF. Sure. It has been driving me nuts. I've Googled it. I've looked. I've, I, I thought I found, I thought I hit pay dirt when I saw Cisco the kid. I was like, this has to be it. But it okay. was not. All right. Well, let's see. Let's let it, let's let it make the rounds, uh, from the show. All right. All right. Well, thank you for, uh, for coming back. You've made, uh, last few weeks much easier and much oh, you're a sweetheart i'm glad i'm glad you're having a good time and the show's only gonna get better excellent uh, and, and thanks and you have a you have a great night you too tom thanks all right bye bye that's a nice guy that's a nice guy right nice guy nice guy all right i think we can wrap it up right We will talk to you next week when the best show's back. How about that? Do the show. Have some fun. We'll hopefully get some answers on on these. Uh, People can spot them uh, throughout the week as the show becomes a podcast, and we will turn it into uh, people can figure out what references and the things and that and this and that. It will go there, and you figure if you can identify one of the things, you will... We'll all solve everybody's mysteries and you'll all feel like Pat after he figured out that Rosalie goes shopping. You heard the joy in his voice. You hear, you heard the, it was like an unburdening. Did you hear the unburdening, the psychic unburdening on Pat when he finally had an answer? My life changed tonight. His life did change. So let's hope that that keeps going. I, uh, I have one more that I cannot place. It's a movie. Uh, it's about, uh, guy who co-wrote Citizen Kane uh, but didn't get credit for how good it is. And I saw it on Netflix today. <laughs> but for the life of me, I don't know the name of it. And then there's another one I saw which I was on HBO Max and it was uh, Nicole Kidman and uh Hugh Grant yeah and uh i saw that thing the undoing did anybody here see that pat jason you see it oh yeah we watched it like i'm not going to ruin nothing for nobody all I'll say is uh, i think i will be undoing my subscription to hbo max <laughs> if this is the kind of event programming they are uh b- building building their future around the uh I, I one thing I wish there was more of was uh I wish they just showed more of the the woman getting her head caved in. I wish they had shown that uh ten more times. I because the the forty times they showed it was was okay, but I, I really missed the point of whether she got her head caved in or not. So and future future installments undoing two, undoing three, doing it again. Um I hope uh hope they can be a little more uh, forthright with the gruesome violence 
of it. So, cause I kind of lost the point was, did she, did she get hit? They only showed it in every episode of the thing four times an episode. Um, yeah. So that's all I ask for. And it was on that note, patreon.com slash the best show. You support the show over there. You, uh, Listen to Double Threat, the other podcast I uh, do with the uh, spectacular Julie Klausner for the Forever Dog Network, who once again have been so generous to help us with uh, the best show. We are forever in their debt. I appreciate all of it. Thank you, Brett, for your kindness, and Jason and Pat, and best show will be back next week. And I'll play a little bit of music on the way out. How about that? And thanks, everybody, for listening. And catch you on the flip-flop. How about that? Is that a good way to put it, catch on the flip-flop? I like it. Thanks. Okay, so I will. I'll catch you on the flip-flop. And end with one of my favorite songs. Good night. I sat there alone upon the Ferris wheel A pastel-colored carriage in the air I thought you'd leave me dangling for a little while A silly twist upon a childish dare Below I saw you whispering to another man who held the lever that could bring me down You'd stop the world from turning at your command It's always something cruel that laughter drowns